Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Bye. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. All that stuff would change. Just be like, now Tuesday and Wednesday is the new Saturday, Sunday. So I don't know if that would actually matter. All right, good call. What about you? No, nah, I wasn't listening. I don't care. Doesn't matter. You asked the question. I know, but I just wanted you to waste two minutes, and you've done <laughs> it. Thank you. Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Leanna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you gotta squat and be ready. <laughs> Balls on his chest. <laughs> Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. It is Reaction Monday, brought to you by Taco Bell. We have yikes. Oh, double yikes. Mm. Triple H over there. Dueling yikeses. There you go. Teddy's right. He's today. on it. He's on it, though. That's Triple good. H is, is with us, and he will be participating in yikes. Yeah, that's good. I'm excited about that. We're going to have some fun. I don't think he's excited. Yeah, he is. What are you talking about? I mean, he's raring to go. He I was... came out with the with the yikes, man. I was, I was genuine. He's already got he's already got his yikes. He's, he was telling me before the show. So I'm producing yikes, so. this show. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's anybody who works with us. Uh-oh. I got to do three hours with these two idiots? Yikes. Uh, uh, I knew you'd like too it. Too many. Buckeyes beat up on Wisconsin on Saturday. EJ was a monster. Uh, no shot. Co-defensive, uh, or not co-defensive, co-Big Ten player of the week mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, he he was really great. And that, that Buckeye basketball team, now I don't, Holtman said it earlier today, and he's right, that Wisconsin team is probably going to be slightly better the next time you see him when you go to Wisconsin. Blame in Madison. Who cares? But don't but, minimize that victory. Yeah, the point is this was a this is a home victory you got against a good Big Ten opponent, another top twenty five team, and they should feel confident after this type of performance. It was it was nice to see. I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed everything I saw from EJ. Now it at times felt like everything was going through him, and nobody else was really you know getting involved nearly as much as. What we're looking for. Eventually, you want two or three guys to be in double figures. And, and Zed Key did get into double figures, but he EJ, was feeling it, though. Yeah. EJ's got, I, I said this after the game watching it. He, I, I will be shocked if he doesn't make an NBA roster. Is he going to be a first round pick? I kind of doubt that. I don't know. I, I For his sake, I hope he is. I'm just saying, I can see him with this game that he has developed. He's a pest around the rim. You cannot just come into the lane and think, oh, I got an easy two points. He's going to swat three or four shots every single game. He is obviously good rebounding the basketball, all that stuff. But the outside shot coming along very nicely. And he's got the mid-range game where he does not have to put the ball on the floor to be able to jab step your way into a shot. That's an NBA skill. That's what they're looking for. So you can tell he took a lot of what they told him and said, all right, this is what you want from an NBA player. I can be that guy. When he plays like he was playing on Saturday, 
He, he is in the conversation for National Player of the Year. That's how good he was. They are off this week. They head to Vegas for what was 10th-ranked 10th Kentucky. They are no longer. Oh, now they're 21st. i tell you what. I, and I know Matt Andrews is the same way. A lot of Buckeye fans feel this way. I can't stand Kentucky. I have, I have a long-held hatred for them. Well, unless you're a Kentucky fan, everybody can't stand well, Kentucky. what I mean is this. You're right. But I can specifically point to where my hatred went from like normal college basketball, you know, Duke sucks, Kentucky, Kansas. And then all you the had big a relative ones. that you engaged in a blood feud with? No. Who was a Kentucky fan? Well, what no. happened? When I worked in Dayton, I got to interact with a lot of this particular fan that I did not realize existed. Kentucky basketball, Ohio State football? Absolutely, my Kentucky friend. Kentucky basketball, anything else football. Absolutely. Where they pick, like, oh, yeah, my uncle went to Notre Dame, so I root for them for football, but basketball, I'm a Kentucky fan. It's like, no. But there is a lot of Ohio State and Kentucky, and I don't, I don't understand it, man. You're either a Buckeye fan, and that means you root for all the teams that they have, or you are not a Buckeye fan. You do not get to pick your basketball school different than your football you, school, man. different than your baseball I school. Get more, out of here. I have more respect for the Ohio-born kid that decides to become a Michigan fan because they're yes. an instigator. Because, yes. because then they follow Michigan everything. Go, right, then go they're, right ahead. They're go blue everything. They may be a mental defective, but at least they're consistent. You're staying on one team and you're saying, that's my team. But the I root for this team in basketball, this team in football. When when it comes to water polo, I'm over here. No, you don't get to pick different schools. You have you seen, by the way, the athletic complex over at Ohio State? They're trying in every single sport. So if you like the football program, good news. The tennis program also trying really hard. I am a huge tennis fan. I'm just saying you don't huge have Ohio State tennis. It's not like Ohio State football is excellent and every other program is terrible. It's that they're all is a lot. There's a lot of momentum behind all these programs, a lot of want to and a desire to get better. So if you're rooting for Ohio State in football, just root for all of them. And if you're a Kentucky basketball fan, then you better root for their football team. You better know somebody on their football team, as a matter of fact. Like, you need to know at least one player on the Kentucky roster. Otherwise, I won't believe you're an actual Kentucky basketball fan. We will spend plenty of time on the football from yesterday, shortly. But I want to recap Saturday stuff. So, Buckeyes win. We had the Heisman ceremony on Saturday night. Bryce Young wins the Heisman. No shocker there. Desmond Howard made it awkward. I expected nothing less from that piece of crap. Yeah, this was a it was a bizarre moment where he's talking to Aiden Hutchinson, who of course is on the stage, rightfully so. He had a tremendous year, Michigan defensive end. And as they're talking, Hutchinson said about one of their goals was to beat the Buckeyes and win the Big Ten. All right, good good for him. Now he did it. So Aiden Hutchinson is standing kind of center stage, if you didn't see this. Kenny Pickett's next to him on his right, to the viewer's left, and then over beyond him is C.J. Stroud. And so as that happens, there's a little awkward moment where he's like, oh, we wanted to beat the Buckeyes, win the Big Ten, and everybody kind of is like, oh. And then Tim Tebow trying to break the tension. Good for Tim Tebow. He said, Kenny, I'm glad you're in between them talking to Kenny Pickett. And then he said, please stay there. And then that's when Desmond Howard said, better you than C.J. Stroud's offensive lineman. Mm. Mm -mm. And again... I'm not someone who thinks you can't criticize college athletes occasionally and say, or, or as a team, as a group of players on a team, you can't say, well, hey, 
that group could have played better. We can say the Ohio State defense should have played better. I feel less good about this guy sucks and kick him out of the, I don't like that. I'm not a big fan of like kick this specific guy off the I'm team. A, I'm a big fan of that. Okay, fine. But I enjoy that. To each their own, you know, not being professional athletes it's a little different, but I know what you're saying. They're professional now, homie. <laughs> not They're selling a few, kombucha. A few of them, a few of them are. Yes, all right, fine. But when you're on stage in this type of setting, all Desmond Howard does is drape himself in the the lore of the, the this this spectacle of this sport. He sits right next to Kirk Herbstreet on the you know college game day or on the same desk with him, and he and Herbie all the time talk about the pageantry and the beauty and the sportsmanship and the class of this program. And that was a classless move. They're all about class. But then your team wins one football game in ten years, and suddenly now you feel good about just going right across the stage at C.J. Stroud and making fun of some of his teammates. That's that is low class from Desmond Howard. That's, There's no other the way thing. to put it's, it. It's inconsistent. And if it were the other way around, I'm sure he would have a problem with it. He would say that's not the appropriate venue. Look, right, not at not at the Heisman it, ceremony. It, right. If you've got you know Michigan coaches that want to say Ohio State is soft and we're tough, and Jim Harbaugh wants to talk about being born on third, thinking you hit a triple. Look, as much as that's aggravating, they won the damn game. Yeah, right. that's right. They won the damn game. They're poking a little bit. We'll see in a year, and we'll see if you can do it again. At the Heisman ceremony, on the stage, I'm sorry. Not the appropriate venue for needling. That's stupid. Well, it's also, I mean, again, I like having a sense of humor about these things. I like being able to take little shots and some smack talk. That's fine, but it it did nothing but make C.J. Stroud feel uncomfortable. Well, He's there to enjoy his moment. You're putting C.J. Stroud in a position where... Quite honestly, there's probably a little bit of that that he agrees with, right? Like C.J. Stroud, if you put him on a lie detector test, said, how do you feel about all your offensive linemen? Now, publicly, he's going to defend them, and rightfully so. But he might have had something to say about, well, I think they could have done a little better in that game. I guess if we're honest, I could have done better too. But now you're putting that out there where he almost has to look like he he has to defend that somehow. No, it shouldn't be that. It's a celebration of the season. That's what that is. And my biggest problem with it, like you pointed out, if Desmond Howard, if if it was Robert Smith on the stage, because he wouldn't do that with Herbie. Herbie would never do this, by the way. Kirk Herbstreit, as much as he's not my guy, I can't see him doing that with C.J. Stroud. He would go out of his way to like minimize his connections to C.J. Stroud as former Buckeye quarterbacks. He would never like embrace their connection as Ohio State guys. But I, I could see maybe like Robert Smith, if he was up there taking a little crack, right? And and Desmond Howard would absolutely have lost his mind over that. That's what bugs me about him. That guy, he does not like it both ways. And so Desmond Howard had this on Twitter to say after a lot of people criticized him. He said, I would like to apologize to absolutely nobody, more or less. The Conor McGregor line, he said, to everyone who doesn't have the ability to recognize a fun, good-natured ribbing among football rivals. CJ's good. We're good. And that's all that matters to me. Everyone else can relax and enjoy the rest of their night. He then did not log off of Twitter and kept like retweeting people like Ass Man, who tweeted at him and said something, and then he responded to that guy, and then he also doubled down. He said it again. I'm deeply sorry, just sick with sick with regret that so many people chose to stay big mad on the internet. Your quarterback is funnier than you, yeah, tougher yeah. than you, Desmond Howard. Be more like your quarterback, Desmond Howard, minimizing things on the internet. 
That's what he's known that's, for. That's what he's known for. Knowing when something's a joke and clearly a joke and not meant in any way to cause harm. Yeah. That is Desmond Howard's calling cards. Absolutely what he's known for. Look, again, Idiot. The, the, the ribbing, I understand it. I get it. I think it was a poor forum to do it. Full disclosure, you and I also have a little bit of a, a background in a history <laughs> with Desmond Howard and yeah. saying things and... Yeah, no, no likey Desmond Howard. No, but, and, I, but, and, I, and I'm never going to. And it really has nothing to do with the fact that he played at Michigan. No, I just him be, as a person. I want to be real clear about that too, because like people have asked when I've criticized Baker Mayfield in the past, "Oh, you're just doing that because you're a Buckeye fan who's mad about Oklahoma and that time he planted the flag." No, I'm not. If you listen to this show after that game, we both came in here and said. Baker Mayfield had every right to do that. Buckeyes, we, we yelled at the Buckeyes for not stopping him. Yes, absolutely. When Vince Young came in here and destroyed the Buckeyes many years ago with Texas, we out of Vince. I don't remember him planting any flags or anything, but we said Vince Young destroyed the Buckeyes, and he deserves everything he wants to say today because they won, we lost, and that sucks. When Michigan won that game. Yeah, I don't have to like all the comments that have come from Michigan, but that's what happens in a rivalry. They're going to make comments. My problem is when people can dish it out, but they cannot take it. And it's Desmond Howard not dishing it out and taking it for himself. He's dishing it out towards a guy who's technically, am I wrong, a college freshman. Now, I guess he's technically a sophomore because had an extra year, but... You're, you're talking about a 19-year-old dude on stage getting one of the biggest honors of his life to be even considered for the Heisman? That's a pretty amazing accomplishment. And then you got to sit there and say something like that in the moment. That's classless. That is, And he would have a big problem with it if someone did it to another player that was playing for Michigan. Brownies, Bengals, NFL things coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for right now. You are going to find some delays on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. Traffic report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts at Napa. When it comes to serving you, their motor never quits. From next day delivery to curbside pickup to getting involved with local communities. Get the parts you need when you need them. That's Napa know-how. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Fan. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald. Bald, bald. Here's man and bone. It is Reaction Monday brought to you by Taco Bell. Give me a number, bone. Uh, let's go with six. Call the number six right now. 614-821-9710 gets a $50 gift card to Taco Bell mm-hmm. because they sponsor Reaction Monday. It is uh, Yikes Day. Catch that at 534. Football from yesterday. Your brownies hold on to beat the Ravens. Got hairy at the end, but they held on. Man, I am. it is so frustrating to watch this Browns team. And yes, I'm happy they won. Right, we will talk about big victory. 
You need a huge victory. victory. Of course, given everything going on in the division and and the AFC in general, you needed that to stay in the playoff hunt, and they definitely are. But it's one of those things that we'll talk more about the Bengals in a second. But the the concern for me with this Browns team is yes, and I and I was texting with a bunch of buddies who are Browns fans over the weekend, and we were all of the same you know mindset yesterday afternoon, which is hey, a win's a win. It's the NFL. You you get the win. That's what matters. You're getting healthier. You're trying to get better. You hope that by the time the playoffs roll around, you're playing your best football and maybe some of these problems you see right now will go away. But this offense for this Browns team is so frustrating, Mike, because if it was left up to just the offense yesterday, Browns lose this game. You had to rely on a defensive touchdown. It would be another game where you fail to score 20 points. As an, as offense. an offense, right? You know, you're right. The defense got the touchdown, and of course, that's part of the game too. You needed that defense to step up and take care of business. You just can't count on your defense to get a turnover in the other team's red zone or in your own red zone on the other team's twenty, basically, and run it in like that. That touchdown run by Garrett was great. That was awesome. That was not something I think you should say every week. The defense is going to be able to provide that for you. And let's stop talking about Baker Mayfield and the injuries in the health. He's healthy enough to play. The end. He's healthy enough to play. You're right. All right. So if he's out there, let's judge him on what he's doing out there. Not make excuses for his various ailments. A lot of guys in this league are hurt right now. Aaron Rodgers is playing on one foot. And I understand that Baker Mayfield and Aaron Rodgers are two different guys. But welcome to the National Football League. Baker has had plenty of injuries over his career. He's learned how to deal with them. That wasn't the issue yesterday. And you know what? He wasn't really even the issue yesterday. To me, the issue was you got a air quote comfortable lead and then Kevin Stefanski did what he does and what Zach Taylor does too. And we'll talk about him in a second is that the sphincter tightened up and they went conservative. Baker said after the game, that was the issue. Yeah. He wanted to keep going and put his foot on their throat and take care of the Ravens. Instead, Kevin Stefanski let them back in the game. Yeah, and there is a fine line, right? I admit this is a tough thing when you're a play caller. It is a fine line between letting, you know, playing conservatively and boring and just trying to run the clock out for a half and and more or less letting the other team get momentum and come back into the game. And then there is being reckless with a giant lead where you don't need to be throwing the ball 50 times in the second half, but there's a happy medium in between those two and I feel like Kevin Stefanski is either incapable or just having brain farts for right now of getting to that happy medium when it comes to playing with a lead. There's being reckless and there's being opportunistic. You know that the Ravens secondary is banged up, right? They're hurt. We talk about this all the time when other people are game planning for the Browns. Like, well, what are you going to do? They stacked the box. Sure. They took away the run. So what are we going to do? They capitalized on our weakness. Well, why aren't you able to capitalize on somebody else's weakness? It's always you're right. It always goes the one way for those who will defend Kevin Stefanski or Kevin Stefanski when he will talk about it. I will keep railing on the fact that he needs to give up play calling duties. I and, and you're right. Baker was not the problem yesterday. I just I still will not be able to get this out of my head the next few weeks as Baker hopefully continues to get healthier. What would this team have looked like? If they had given Baker the day off against the Lions, the Ravens game off, the away game, and the bye week obviously being off, what would he have looked like yesterday? And how much more effective and and opened up could the playbook be? I There's this weird thing going on with the Browns right now. Mary Kay Cabot had a report on this, a.k.a. the Cabbage, where she said 
there's a growing frustration in the Browns locker room with the play calling and it being too conservative. There's some thought that Baker's not being utilized properly. And then also Baker saying he's not thrilled with how the organization has handled the way they've talked about his injuries. He's not thrilled with the fact that the injuries keep getting brought up as a reason why the offense isn't working. And so fine. That's here's what we have to get to though. Either Baker's not that hurt and everybody can just run this offense the way we want to. And it's on Stefanski or Baker is hurt. That is limiting the offense. And that's still on Stefanski for putting him out there. I was going to say either way, that's a coaching problem. But my point is Baker is saying, I'm mad that I keep being made the excuse for this team. And I can't necessarily blame him. If he's saying I could do a lot more, they won't let me. Well, then that is on play calling, right? And if he isn't capable of doing more, then why do you have him out there right now? Yes, you won this game. And it sounds like I'm complaining about a win. I'm not. But I'm looking at a team that in the second half of this game, they let a Ravens team minus Lamar Jackson perform a second half comeback on them and almost win the game. How? Why? And the answer is, yes, defense shouldn't have done that. Well, fine, the defense shouldn't have. But also your offense should have been able to get some points in the second half. No, they essentially just said, well, we're good. We're good. Defense is good enough to hold the lead. See you later. I I just, I won't, I don't understand that approach, and I never will. Well, you know what? Next week, you have the Raiders. Yeah. Who Defense, that whole team has given up. They are gone. They're mentally gone. We'll talk more about them and what they did yesterday coming up a little bit later. But that defense especially is awful. If you can't start to hit some stride against that defense, then I don't... Look, we can talk about you make the playoffs. Congratulations. What the hell are you going to do, though? I I don't... You can't play like this offensively and expect to do anything in the playoffs. Can I tell you one other thing that really ticks me off and bugs me about how people talk about this offense. They will say, well, you know, what's Stefanski supposed to do? Uh, you, you had Kareem Hunt get banged up again in this game and, and leave the game. And he and Nick Chubb have both had time where they've been off the field at times this year for injuries or other reasons, right? And the answer sometimes I hear back is, what's he supposed to do if one of his outstanding running backs is hurt? And I just think, how many teams around the league would love yeah, to that have never happens. one of these that, guys? That, that situation never happens them. in the National Football League. No, so you're right. Kevin Stefanski would be a brilliant play caller if Baker was healthy, both of his stud running backs were healthy, and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't a total problem all the time when he was there, and Jarvis Landry was fully healthy all the time, and Donovan Peoples-Jones was slightly... Yeah, like, you would be better with that, but... I just can't I can't fathom what it would be like to have a really good offensive play caller, which I thought Stefanski was, but he's not shown that this year. I would love to see what this offense looks like if someone else had a chance, even with the depleted nature of the offensive line and everything else. I'd still love to see what this team could look like, but instead I'm told, just be happy you won, Browns fans. Just be happy you won. The ten and two Arizona Cardinals who are in action tonight catch all the action right here on the fan playing the Rams. They went three weeks without their starting quarterback and top three wide receivers. Right. Three weeks. Right. And they won two of those games. This, You know what the Browns need? Colt McCoy. <laughs> That's what, That's what they need. We've said it for years. The Browns really missed out on not having Colt McCoy. Uh, we'll talk Bengals. More NFL goodies coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. You are going to find some slowdowns on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. And more delays on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic is slow there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. At Napa, when it comes to serving you, their motor never quits. From next day delivery to curbside pickup to getting involved with local communities, get the parts you need when you need them. That's Napa Know-How. I'm Leanna Ray with And Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. Talking football from yesterday. So glad you've tuned in three hours a day, every single day. Tell your friends. We talked about the Brownies. We'll, of course, circle back to them. Bengals yesterday lose in overtime to the 49ers. It is another game where you dig yourself a hole that you have to try and get out of. You manage to do it. And then you go to overtime, and Zach Taylor becomes Zach Taylor, where he even said after the game, yeah, I regret uh, the play calling in overtime, because it's like you forgot what you just saw in the third and fourth quarter to get you back into this. Joe Burrow was hitting his stride. No one could touch him. They were having so much success throwing the football down the field. And then overtime starts, and what do you do? First down, handoff. Second down, handoff. Boring ass play call. You know what? We don't want to give the game away, Mike. That's the whole problem. And then what happened? You gave the game away. You lost the game. And the only reason why you've had any success in overtime is because your quarterback said, No, I'm changing this dumb play. I'm going to do what I want to do. God. He's, I'll tell you, man, uh, this is no consolation for Bengals fans. You know, I'm a Browns fan. I am not trying to insult your intelligence, Bengals fans. You should be frustrated about this. You had an opportunity when, again, everybody else but the Browns was losing in this division, you have a chance to go get your eighth win and still be out in the lead and all that. And it's your dumb head coach costing you. But I tell you what, Joe Burrow in like, I don't care what his stats are. Most of the game, I care about how he played down the stretch and the way he brought this team back in that game. Phenomenal. That, that is ultimately to me, what's going to make the difference with your team if you should find your way to the playoffs this year, even if you don't, whenever you get there, because you will, Joe Burrow being able to get your team and and make plays, that fourth and five, right, where he throws it to Jamar Chase, having Jamar Chase be able to walk the tight line there in the end zone, that, that whole thing, that's not drawn up to do it that way. No. It was two guys who have an ability to read each other in a big spot making a play. That's what's the difference between a good team and a great playoff perhaps, team. Perhaps the best play I've seen all season long. It too. was it, it loved was it. escapability from your quarterback. Loved it. Right. That's I'm saying we're talking about the Bengals almost positively compared to how I just talked about the Browns. But my point is late in a game, it matters that you came back and tied that. After being down, after getting behind, you found a way to come back in this game, and it was because your star quarterback made plays even after your dumb head coach's offense failed him, he didn't fail that dumb head coach, and he deserves better. Look, that's the frustrating part, though, is that you know I, I know the Bengals are better than this. They're better than that Charger game. Yep. 
Absolutely right. right. I, I yes. contend that if those two teams play that game ten times, the Bengals win seven or eight times. Unfortunately, they lost the one time that it counted. I think they're better than that 49er team yesterday. They were poised to win that game, and their head coach said, whoa, 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 not so fast. Let's put the brakes on. And then it was too late. Yeah. That's two you, losses. You they have been too bad at home, too. Well, you can't lose that momentum, to your point. You know, you, you just can't lose the momentum there at the end of the game where, like you said, Joe Burrow is riding high and playing well. Just keep going with that. Stop stop trying to go safe, man. I, I It's not my favorite play in the NFL, you know, for, for a few reasons because Tim Tebow, not my guy, but they've been showing that Demarius Thomas touchdown again, right? And may he rest in peace. Such yeah, a sad yeah, story last sad week story. to hear about. But that play, right, that's, that is in overtime, in a big spot in a playoff game, and did they go conservative? No. They said, let's put the ball in the hands of one of our best players. See what he can do. And he ran for a touchdown. But here's what bothers me, though. People get these two things confused. Aggressive and reckless are not the same you're thing. You're right. Yes. All right. I'm not saying you go, you're just crazy and you throw out all the things that you're good at. But, you know, at the same time, you have to understand you have to go out there and win the game. Nothing is going to fall in your lap. Yeah. Now, I, I, I'll understand this, too. If you want to say, if you're, if you're looking at this from an X and O's football analysis standpoint and saying, yeah, but this offense was crap. The Bengals offense was crap for three quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, when the Niners took their foot off the gas, more or less, and kind of figured they had the game won, suddenly the Bengals bring it back. That's, that's a fair All right. thing to bring up. But the 49ers are still on their heels, though. You did lose the momentum, right? You can say maybe the Niners should not have put themselves in a position to lose this game, but they did. You could have capitalized and won. You could have stolen one. And instead, it's it's like they, I don't want to say they lucked into it, but it's more about they made some plays down the stretch that were absolutely crazy great plays that got them back in this game. And then it was time for dumb head coach to come in and go, all right, guys, now let's let's do what we did the first three quarters of the game when I was super coaching this team up. And suddenly, guess what? They went back to looking like that team. They didn't look like the team that had taken over the fourth quarter and almost won the game. Elsewhere yesterday, Cowboys hold on, beat Washington. Thought that game was going to be a I, total yeah. blowout. And at the half, it was, I think Taylor Heineke was 2 of 12 for 6 yards or something at the half. And... They came back and made a game of it. Cowboys still have problems on offense. Yes, they, they just, do. They just don't look right. I don't know what it is because everybody's there now. Yeah. Right? right. Everybody's there. All the pieces are there. Is this a, a Dak problem? A Mike McCarthy problem? I don't know the answer. I think there's a little bit of both. I, I could see it being not just one person to blame there, but did you see that uh, Lyle Collins, you know, getting thrown out of the yeah, game? and for punching. Yeah, and Mike McCarthy had some thoughts on that. Basically, he was like, good. I'm glad he did it because he thought that Dak Prescott took a cheap shot on the sidelines and wanted to see his team respond. And last year, when the same thing happened to Andy Dalton, back when he was playing with the Cowboys, he actually called them out. I think it was against Washington football team, if I'm not mistaken, too, where he basically said, you guys should be doing better than this. But And you should protect your quarterback when something like that happens. And he was disappointed his lineman didn't stand up for him. So I'm not saying that's the best decision in the world, but that's an interesting thing that I have not seen from a head coach typically to say, yes, I defend my player for going and punching someone, but Hey, I I get some of the message he's delivering there, which is I want my team to defend our quarterback and be tough. Panthers lose to the Falcons. 
Matt Rule needs to be fired. He, no, looks, it, he looks like a guy who wants to be fired. He's too. on his way out, and yeah, the the excuse that I pulled Cam Newton out of the game not once but twice because Cam doesn't really know the two minute offense. I, I mean, I, I know there's. I'm not in the football room. I am not that guy, but it seems like that would be one of the most important things you go over as you're trying to install the offense with a new quarterback. And it would also seem like there's a lot of common things that are done in the two-minute offense around the NFL. I was just going to say, two-minute offense is the easiest thing to run. Well, I would guess so. It's got to be. It's. I know you can have variations of it, right? The but, playbook is condensed, and a lot of it is run on instinct. And a lot of it is probably, these are some of our best plays. So wouldn't you want to that's what I mean. The, the playbook like, is condensed. You're, you're not pulling out no, things. I, you're like, oh, this is something we never run. Look, Cam Newton is bad, but I, I, I always I hate this in college. Even though I can understand it more in certain situations, I despise it in the NFL. The taking a quarterback out of his rhythm to put another guy in there in PJ Walker. It's not fair to Cam Newton, and it's not fair to PJ Walker. It's no. not fair to him to come in and do that. And Matt Rule doubled down after the game yesterday and said, "Yeah, we still plan on doing this." We're going to play both quarterbacks next week, too. I don't understand. Unless this is... Yeah, I, I don't know what their idea was there, but yeah, this is just... I hate to say it. Falcons-Panthers was just kind of like a worthless game, but they the Falcons find themselves with six wins inexplicably to me. I don't know how and that's alive. happened. Yeah, In I the postseason battle. I don't alive. understand... Because that's why I was I was saying it was worthless, but it's technically not because it involves two teams kind of fighting for playoff spots, and the Falcons got the better of the Panthers in that way. So I I don't think either of these teams are any good. I don't think the Falcons are any good, but no. what a gross game that was. But yet, here we are, the Falcons with a chance. Broncos are 7-6. and six. They're alive. They beat the Lions yesterday. I don't think they're any good, but they're there. Bills are sinking like a stone. After losing an overtime to Tampa, that game looked like it was going to be a blowout too. But the Bills worked their way back and got to overtime, only to ultimately lose. They're seven and six. Yeah, you know, in that game uh, when it was overtime, did they say the the Buccaneers? Did they say, "Hey, let's try to run the football. We don't want to be too scared"? Or did they let Tom Brady try to throw a ball to one of his best playmakers and see what happens? Yeah, but that's Tom Brady, though. Oh right, what I forgot. You, you can't. It's almost like maybe Tom Brady has, in some ways, he is excellent. But maybe he's allowed to be excellent sometimes by those coaches who go, oh, this guy's excellent. Joe Burrow's excellent, too. Not not Tom Brady yet, but maybe your dumb Bengals coaches should say, hey, why don't we let Joe Burrow be Joe Burrow for a little bit in this game and see if he can win us this game in overtime. Packers fell behind to the Bears, but still beat them by 15. Aaron Rodgers says his foot hurts more now. Okay. I was uh, watching some of this when I got home last night. Because I went, I went out. I was actually at the women's basketball game for OSU. Look at you. Must be nice. Didn't go great. Let's Lady Buckeyes did. Uh, they are they are a good team, but that don't call basketball them Lady team, Buckeyes. They don't. Like I that. know. I I slipped there, but Indiana is a really good basketball team. They'll get back though. They'll be good. I'm I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the season. But when I got in, I saw the score and I thought, oh, what if I should text Mike? And I thought, no, nope, <laughs> what are you going to text just, me for? Let's just let this because I wanted to see where your mental state I was, knew, and I knew. knew. I knew you where your knew. mental state was. And it, it ended up exactly... Bears got everything they needed in that game. Special teams, touchdown, weird screen passes going for long touchdowns, leading at halftime, all of this. But Aaron Rodgers has one foot. He's got camel toe. 
And the Packers still won by 15 points. And I I thought, you know what? Let's just wait till the end of the game. And if they win, I'll text them and say, how about your boys? But how about let's just wait till the end. And and I was not wrong to do that. New AP basketball poll out today. I'll tell you where the Buckeyes stack up coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for. You are going to find some delays in westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is still building in that area. More slowdowns on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street and delays on 71 northbound between 5th Avenue and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. At Napa, when it comes to serving you, their motor never quits. Next day delivery to curbside pickup to getting involved with local communities. Get the parts you need when you need them. That's Napa know-how. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Hey, if you haven't done so already, go to wherever you get your audio. Search Common Man and T-Bone. You will see our cartoon faces pop up. Click subscribe. Click. And every single podcast comes right to your device free of charge. Every day. Isn't that nice of us? Every day. Get all the podcasts right in your ear hole. That's what we want to do. Uh, Buckeyes have the week off. They are playing Kentucky on Saturday in Vegas. Kentucky had a tough week in the new AP. They were 10th. Now they're 21st. Buckeyes are the higher-ranked team for this game. Buckeyes jump six spots in the latest poll. They are up to 15 from 21. That's great. Love Uh, seeing that. Your top 10 looks like this. Baylor is one. Duke is two. Purdue down two spots to three after they lose to Rutger. UCLA four, Gonzaga five, Alabama six, Kansas seven, Arizona eight, Villanova ninth, and USC tenth. All right. Well, Here, here's what I know, good. and I know this. I don't think it. Okay. The Buckeyes beat Kentucky in Vegas. Take it to the bank. That is a play-in game. They're in the tournament. Really? Even before the Big Ten schedule starts. They don't even have to. They're they're done. You had those two games. But, well, unless they just totally have one of those months where they win one game. (laughs) Well, right. Which I I don't see. I'm just saying I I don't want to. I can't. I can't get there yet that anything is settled by December. You can go 500 in this conference and then. You have your resume full of early season games, which you beat Seton Hall when they were a ranked team. You beat Duke when they were the number one team in the country. You beat Wisconsin when they were a ranked team. Sure. And then you go 500 in the Big Ten. Oh, and I'm, I'm factoring in this Kentucky victory on Saturday, too. Tell me that's not a done deal. Yeah, it probably it probably is. I, I'm just making the point that I don't, I don't, I don't think I need it to be. You know what I mean? Like, if you said... You beat Kentucky, guaranteed to make the tournament, or take your chances. I'll say, yeah, I'll take my chances because I I feel like I mean I want them to beat Kentucky. I'm just saying I think this Buckeye basketball team will not need a Kentucky win to get in. 
You know what I mean? No, I don't, I think, I don't think so either. I think but they, they will be a top 15 team at least the rest of the way in this season. And that doesn't mean they won't have maybe a couple games in a row where they drop or, or they, you know, have some tough game they lose that maybe they shouldn't to a Big Ten opponent who's just playing really well that night. But on the whole, I'm saying I think, uh, let me ask you this. You said if they beat Kentucky and then 500 or better in the Big Ten schedule, they're in. Would it not also be true that if the Buckeyes lose to Kentucky and go, like, let's say they are fifth or sixth in the conference? Yes, they're still in. They're still in. Right. So yes. I'm saying you're. No, I'm I not know saying it comes at. down to this. I'm I saying know. you get this victory on Saturday, you're on easy street. Yeah, you are. Now they just, and then that's when Chris Holtman goes, right. We want to win that game. I do not want my players to feel like they're on easy street. Oh, we have no, to keep I, convincing. Our, well, yeah, this is just dumb media guys saying that I the know, players but, shouldn't feel that way. Well, you're, you're, and I'm not, I don't blame him for feeling this way about his team. Good for him for having confidence. But EJ Liddell saying, I think we're the best team in the country. Like, good. All right. You should feel that yeah, way. All right. But he may that, be the best player in the country right now. <laughs> but my point is, it's too early in the season to get to those kind of discussions. You know, I'm not blaming EJ Liddell for feeling that way. That's fine. But I'm, I'm saying, saying raise a banner right now. Well, they are. They, are you a hardball? Is that what you yes. do? Is that, all right. That's what they like. Quotations. To do. Best team in the country. EJ Liddell. And then you throw it right <laughs> up in the rafters. Let's go. Yeah. I, I think this Buckeye basketball team is going to have to walk that fine line between being really good and having that confidence and not getting overconfident and then suddenly getting bit a couple times by bad Big Ten teams. I want them to take care of business against the also Rans in the conference this year. And then go, I'll tell you, I'll take this, go 500 against the top three or four teams in the Big Ten, whoever you think those are, right? Wisconsin, may, you may have just done it with one of those teams. Yes. I want them to go at least 500 with those teams, but just take care of business with everyone beneath where you think you are. And if that's the best team in the conference, great. But even if, let's say, realistically, they're the third or fourth best team in the conference, fine. Take care of everyone below you, and then let's see how those splits go with the big boys. And I'll, I think you'll be in a good spot. College football tidbits. Former Miami coach Manny Diaz is Penn State's new defensive coordinator. Let him live. Nice hire for them. Yeah, he's, I mean, prior to his Miami stint, which didn't go as well as he or Miami would have hoped for, really good defensive coordinator other than right at the end of the Mac Brown tenure where nothing yeah, was no, working I, at Texas. I think that's a good hire for them. Yeah, I like he was, that. He was the hot, one of the hottest defensive coordinators in the country prior to becoming their head coach. Well, that's why he got, got the job. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, former Buckeye quarterback Quinn Ewers has made his decision. He is transferring to Texas. So he's right. there with Sark. Uh, he may get playing time this year. Who the hell knows? If he does, he better be good or his head coach is getting fired. That I'll I can tell I'll you. Man, I'll tell you. What, and I, I don't blame a player for wanting to be closer to home. I don't blame him for feeling like it didn't work out here at Ohio State. I know there's a lot of people who are mad at Quinn Ewers or think this was a bad idea. All I'm going to add to this discussion is I wish him the best, and I mean that genuinely, but also I can't imagine leaving the stability that is Ohio State for whatever you want to call Texas football right now or whatever you want to call Texas football for the last 10 years, right? That. That is a very unstable, volatile situation. It always turns over. There's always booster pressure and everything else. And there's pressure here too, but here you know yeah, when, like that though. You know when you win the job here, you're on the fast track to the NFL. You know if you win the job at Texas, everyone in that state is going 
Now, please don't screw this up because everyone else around has screwed this up for many, many years. It's just a different ball game. Maybe he thinks he's better than that and, and can overcome that. But I'm saying that's the tough part about that. He might win that job. And then what happens? We'll see. There is blood in the water with Urban and Jacksonville. We'll give you the latest coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some heavy delays out there right now. You are going to find some stopping good traffic on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is heavily slowed down over there. Also heavy backups on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. That's going to be a five-minute delay. Traffic report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. And Napa, when it comes to serving you, their motor never quits. From next day delivery to curbside pickup to getting involved with local communities. Get the parts you need when you need them. That's Napa know-how. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday, the segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534. So, I watched a lot of the Jags-Titans game yesterday. Okay. Because I I was curious to see Urban and how he would act. Because Urban has a tell. My wife always tells me that if I'm in a situation I don't want to be in, I have resting a-hole face. <laughs> where I <laughs> I have a hard time wiping it off my face. You know, and, and Urban, when he's in a situation where he feels like he's been wronged or doesn't want to be in that situation, he stares into space. Yep. He's, he's been doing this since Florida. Or if he feels like he's been shafted by the media, or if he's losing games he doesn't think he should be losing, he just stares into space. And I wanted to see if that was his body language yesterday during this game. And it was. He was like a zombie. You know, and because he was such a talking point all week, the cameras on the broadcast kept showing him. And he had the same expression for the entire game. When that game was over, did you see that handshake with him and Vrabel? Oh, yeah. Vrabel came sprinting over to get it like any normal coach typically does. And Urban just kind of gave him... It was as quick of a handshake as you can do without it being a blow-by. It was the dead fish handshake from Urban. And I know there's not a ton of love loss between those two guys. I mean, I think it's pretty common knowledge that The reason that Mike Vrabel wanted to get the hell out of here was because him and Urban just didn't see eye to eye. Yeah, probably on a lot of things. And And that's okay. How how you you know work your staff, all that other stuff. Like, eh, cut that up. But no, not not everybody's going to be the best of friends. I understand that. That's not well. And and, uh, there are a lot of assistant coaches there who toughed it out and and hung out and said, "Okay, fine, I'll be here for this crazy work schedule you want us to do." But there are guys like Vrabel said, I don't need this. I can go to the NFL where they treat you more like a human, a little bit, and I'll go and I'll go coach there and I'll be better off. And he has proven to be that to be true. 
But you had all this controversy before the game, reports coming out that, you know, behind the scenes in Jacksonville, it's ugly. He's getting into it with wide receivers. He's calling his assistant coaches losers in long meetings and saying, I'm a winner. You're all losers. Now, I don't know how much that is true. Um, well, apparently in the meeting, the, the longer form version of that was something along the lines of, you guys know what I've done. What have you all done? Why, you know, why is there this discord among us? Why are people so frustrated? You know, I'm the best one here, more or less, is the vibe I got from all these reports. Basically saying, if you guys can't say your resume is better than mine, then shut up and listen. All right. More or less. Okay. And, and look, I understand that to a point. I get that. And sometimes there are stuff said in private that, you know, if it were just, if it were said publicly, you'd shudder. But this is a college football locker room. So sometimes the rules don't apply. But Urban Meyer handpicked all of these guys. Right. Right. I mean, you're going to go in on their resume. He assembled this staff from scratch. He had the full power to do so from the Jacksonville Jaguars ownership group. And if you have a problem with your staff, then the problem is ultimately with you because yeah. you picked these guys. Well, Shad Khan, from everything I've heard, is that. He's like the anti-Jerry Jones. Not from the standpoint that he doesn't care. You know, Jerry Jones, though, likes to meddle. He's got a say in everything. He's the ultimate authority on everything happening in Dallas. Whereas Shad Khan, he's much more patient with what's happening. And he's going to let the pros kind of do their thing. Now, that has not always served him well. But it's not like Urban had, you know, Shad Khan sitting there saying, hire this guy, don't hire that guy. I don't like this hire. Stop it. Why are you bringing that guy in? Urban had as much control as anyone's going to get to pick this initial group of guys to coach with him. That's bad. If if all not just that, but all these reports about the leaks and the all these things we keep hearing about these meetings, those are obviously coming from somewhere. Things get tense, you know. But when you start to have leakers in that locker room, ah, leakers. How many times can we do this between that and working his staff? Yeah, I don't that's know what I. That's what I mean. How many times can we do this? <laughs> but that just shows me that. You don't have a lot of respect in that locker room. Oh, no. There are, no. Look, these guys are NFL guys. They're used to getting their ass chewed out. <laughs> Let's do it again. Why not? Keep it going. Sure. But you know what? Your your point is well taken that players in the NFL, I mean, they. I, I think sometimes there's this misconception that NFL players can't be yelled at or can't be. Yes, yes, that that of is course, a thing. No, you that's can, wrong. Players get coached. They get yelled at. They get guys in their face. It gets heated, all that other stuff. The difference is... Think about what it's like in general, more to the players, not the coaches. The players that you're going to deal with in college football, this is always the question about college coaches going to the NFL. How long are you going to have a truly great player in college? Three years? Four years? Maybe if you're lucky? You know, I mean, the six-year guys typically are usually not your greatest player in program history. Those guys are going to the NFL. They're leaving after three years. They're playing as freshmen now, a lot of them. Their second year, they're blowing up to the point where people are saying, yeah, I was going to say, in the draft now. Four years. Right. Hold a parade for a four-year guy. I'm saying the third year is kind of like your year where you go, all right, we're lucky to have him this third year, and now he's going pro. So what I'm saying is the relationships you have to foster in college football are different. That guy who's going to be your superstar is going to be there for three years. He learns a lot from you in that time, and a lot of his career is going to be based on what you teach him in the college coaching world. When you get to the NFL, 
Number one, all the guys in your locker room having disagreements and arguments, they're all millionaires. And some of those millionaires might sit down together and say, this idiot sucks as a head coach. And they've got the ability to go to ownership. Ownership? How about their position coach? Well, whoever. And say, this guy sucks, doesn't he? Yeah. And the position coach may say back to him, you have no idea what he said to me last week. Right. Because their job is to keep their position group together and hope that those guys can go out and do their job. Absolutely right. If every position group sticks together and does their job, theoretically, you can have a very dysfunctional and dumb head coach. But if all the other position guys and and players get together and say, well, we're just going to do it anyway. We're going to, we're going to figure this out. You might have a chance at still being a decent team or being better than your roster. But Urban is at a point now where I just don't think he's used to handling the egos, handling the millionaire mindset that a lot of these guys have where college players are saying, Hey man, I only have to do this for another six months. And then I don't have to talk to this guy again. If I don't want to, you're going to have 10 year vets in the NFL who know that they're likely to outlast the head coach. How many college football players at good programs are likely to outlast their head coach? Not many, because it's usually the good programs keep their head coaches. So in in Jacksonville, you got a lot of players who said, we've seen this before. We've seen, maybe they've been on other bad teams too, where they've said, I've seen this type of thing happen. This is going to last 12 months with this guy. And they don't have time to put in the work to say, all right, well, I got to figure out how to work under this coach, even though I don't like him. I'll have to figure it out because I have no other options. Right. That's not the case. I don't think he has any respect in that locker room. I think he knows it. And I think that's why he's just disconnected and he's he's resigned to his fate. I mean, all this stuff came out before the game yesterday. That team could have showed up, played with heart, and says, you're not going to talk about our guy like that. You're not going to talk <laughs> about us like that. Instead, they went out and put, out a, put up a goose egg against the Tennessee Titans. And now... Even the the local media there in Jacksonville, they smell blood in the water. Look, Florio's going to write his pieces about Urban because Florio doesn't like Urban. All right, so Florio's going to go out of his way well, to and write. A lot of the national guys don't. I, I understand that, but Florio specifically has a lot of pull, a lot of power. A lot of people read ProFootballTalk.com. So he sits down every single Monday and writes a piece about how Urban's not long for this world and has no respect. Fine. But when your local media starts to actually make fun of you, during press conferences and troll you during press conferences. Here's what Urban said at media availability today. He was asked by a Jacksonville media member about playing Andre Cisco, who was a third round pick from this year, a safety, sure. getting him more playing time. Apparently, that has been a hot topic in Jacksonville, is getting Andre Cisco more playing time. Here's what Urban said today. Cisco is playing a little bit more, I believe. I don't have his numbers in front of me. Well, the media guy did and pointed out that Cisco played zero defensive snaps yesterday. They are just openly trolling him now in Jacksonville because they sense the end is near. Yeah. Well, what was there was a weird interaction he had yesterday after the game too with a reporter whose name I did not catch. Maybe it, I don't know. Maybe it was Peter King. I have no idea who this was. I couldn't hear the voice very well, but. The voice was more or less saying uh, to Urban, hey, so your offensive line, you know, you, this has been brought up that that's a, a point of weakness on this team and that's a struggle. Why is that a, why, why are they not getting the job done? They're paid a lot of money to be better than this, to, to be more competent, and they are not getting the job done. Why is that not happening, Urban? More or less saying, Urban, you're putting the blame on these players, but why are we not getting more out of these players? And then Urban's answer was, 
It's a good question. I wish I knew the answer. Like, more or less just going, yeah, yeah, you're right, buddy. They do suck. And I thought, imagine after all that's just happened, you're now going to walk back in a locker room and you're going to look your offensive lineman in the face and you're going to say, yeah, this reporter whose name I will forget and who I do not know his name now, I agree with him about your performance. I didn't defend you guys at all. I didn't say, hey, l- well, hold on, let me be clear. Our offensive linemen are working really hard. We as coaches have to do a better job and put those guys in better spots. To we, ha- we have got to do better offensively with the game plan. We're just not getting it done. He's not saying anything like that. He's saying, yeah, I don't know why they suck. You're right, but they do. They do suck. And it's it does look like he's more or less waiting to get fired. Because he I don't think he will quit. That's not it would be no, way easier I don't think for he's him to quit. He'll be the guy to say, I wanted to keep it at working there, but it just they wanted to move on. So I respect I mean, the decision. I, I think he wants to quit, but he won't. He wants to be the head coach of the Jags that's successful. Right, that's what he wants. Oh, if he had a time machine, yeah, he would never have taken this job, and he would have gone all in for Notre Dame. But if he had a time uh, machine, a hundred percent. But since that's not occurring now, right, the thing that he's got to do is either say, "Well, how do I get out of this situation?" He's not going to quit. He's going to force Shad Khan to make that decision for him, and that looks like what's probably going to have to happen. Army Navy set records. Probably not the records you're thinking of, though. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle on the right shoulder of I-70 westbound after Wilson Road. It is causing slowdowns in this area as they try to get the roadway clear. Please use caution over here in the meantime. Plan on some slowdowns as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. And Napa, when it comes to serving you, their motor never quits. From next day delivery to curbside pickup to getting involved with local communities. Get the parts you need when you need them. That's Napa know-how. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Let me talk to you about my friends at Columbus Men's Clinic. Did you know, Bone, they've successfully treated thousands of men in Columbus? Uh, I did, did you know it? I have learned that, yes. I want to talk to you today about ED, erectile dysfunction. can affect your outlook on life, cause depression, much more. They have an expert staff. And if you're like a lot of men, you could be having sex the day after your appointment if someone lets you. A treatment plan could involve a variety of treatments to have you performing like you haven't in years or ever. They're creating connections in couples that haven't connected in a long time. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When you're treated at Columbus Men's Clinic, when you go home that evening or the next day, whenever uh-huh. the mood strikes you, I'm in your bedroom with pom-poms <laughs> cheering you on. I got it. Well, some people might be into that. For me, that would be quite unnerving. Can we decline? Get it in. Get it in. All in. Can we Can we decline that service? Give if me we a go? D. Give me an I. Okay, well, we gotta gotta slow Give down. Give me a C. I can't go any further than that. Okay. 
They are located in Columbus, Ohio to serve you. It would suck if they weren't. They're called Columbus <laughs> Clinic. Located in Cleveland. Drive on up there and see them. Call them today, 614-300-7400. Visit them online, columbusmensclinic.com. Say, tell them Common Man sent you, and they'll say we regret giving that guy any of our advertising money. And then just say, I want the pom-pom discount. Right. I want you. Um, I'd like to be treated, but I do not want Common Man in my bedroom so cheering like, me on. Excuse me, what? That's not... Part of our service. Part of the package. Like, no, I heard it on the radio. It is. The common man package. Mm. Army Navy setting records on Saturday. Gambling records. Who knew? Did you know, Bone, more bets were placed on Army Navy at Caesars than were placed on any other regular season college football game except one, Ohio State, Michigan. More money was riding on Army-Navy than any other event on Saturday featuring a full slate of NBA, NHL, college basketball, and a UFC card. At some sports books, Army-Navy attracted more money than the majority of Sunday's NFL games. That is incredible to me. Yes. I, I would not have guessed that going into this weekend. No idea that was the thing. And it did this without even being on the board in New Jersey which is the nation's largest betting state because the game was being played in New Jersey and you can't bet on college games being played in New Jersey. Wow. So the, if this was not in a, if this is being played in a state where that was allowed, then the gambling numbers would be even higher. That's incredible. That, yeah, I mean, I, I know that a lot of people like to watch the army Navy game. It's obviously one I of do. the most, I enjoyed it very much every single year, but I had no idea this many people went into the gambling side of it, too, with that game. That's very intriguing. Uh, is Kyrie coming back to play for the Nets? There is a report in The Athletic that says this. It remains unclear whether Irving's potential return this season would come via vaccination to meet New York City's COVID-19 vaccine requirement or by Brooklyn opening the door for him to play road games and practice at home. But sources have indicated a renewed belief that Irving could play this season after all. Nets players and coaches want to have Irving rejoin the team as soon as possible. Yeah, well, I can't blame them for that. Look, the reality is he is one of the best basketball players on the planet. You say whatever you want about his thoughts on things, but as a basketball thoughts on things. Well, that's I'm I'm just when I'm not you write a book, I want that to be the title. T-Bone, <laughs> well, thoughts on things. It's not I'm not just signaling singling out his his covid hot takes. I mean, we've documented for years his thoughts on lots of different things, right? Yes. So that's fine, but and to each his own. I I just as a basketball player watching him, he is such a dynamic weapon. Changes the way your entire team functions if he's out there. Changes what other teams have to do to stop you. Yeah, the, I I can I could see the Nets looking at this and going, well, having him for road games is better than nothing. And then that gets him back playing. It gets him into the team. It gets him, you know, a lot more minutes other than zero, which is, I guess, easy to do. But then if something else changes, you know, we talked about how he has apparently said he would be open to some plant-based vaccine that's well, coming on the market or that's, whatever. That's not happening. I, I don't I don't think it would happen anytime soon, but I'm sure what they're they're looking at is what if New York changes their laws? What if, you know, he decides to change his mind, whatever, then that's the only thing stopping us from having him playing all the games, not just the road games, but he could play the road games right now. So 
that is something that I definitely understand them wanting yeah, to have him back. There's more to it, though. He'd have to be practicing at home. Well, because right. he couldn't yes. practice, at the, practice at the facility. That's true. Although, uh, was that actually? I'm trying to remember if they settled on that or not. I want to say there was something that came out later that said he would he would be allowed at the facility because they determined it was something like they determined it was a, a workplace and not a gym oh, or something right. like maybe, that. Maybe whatever. But either way, the point is there would still be a very you know, big part of the schedule that he doesn't play right now. I can't imagine how that would upset your team chemistry where one night you have him, the next night you don't, the next time you do. That would be tough, but it's better than having him for zero games, which is where you currently are. Jackets getting some good news today. So they started out their little West trip with a road victory at the Kraken yeah. on Saturday night. And they're in Vancouver tomorrow night. They were practicing today. And guess who was on the ice practicing with them today? I saw it. Patrick Line. Patrick Line was out there. Love He's that. He's wearing a black turtleneck while he was practicing. <laughs> he wasn't, but in I my he, mind, he I was. actually wish he was. That would that would complete the look. It always does. I mean, I, I would doubt that he's going to be able to play in this game tomorrow night, but it's nice to see him out there. Well, right. Good amount of time to have him back on the ice. And if, if let's say it's not tomorrow, but in, in this road trip, if he's able to get back and play, that would be a huge bonus. Auburn quarterback Bo Nix is transferring. I like to call him SEC Adrian Martinez because he has ability. He just hasn't been able to stay consistent. He always makes that one throw every single game almost that makes you scratch your head and say, what the hell is this guy doing? He has talent. It's just, can he put it together for someone? It's not going to be Auburn. Yeah, it's very interesting in that situation too because he his dad played for Auburn, so it's not just a guy transferring out of the program. It's a guy transferring who has a history there himself and his family has a history there too. So he is clearly wanting a better opportunity and perhaps the conversation has been the other side too of we have other guys who are going to take your opportunity so we'll let you transfer out if that's what you want to do. Like I, I wonder who's going to take a chance on him given that he's basically going to be a one and done. There's not going to be much left for his eligibility. Is Ryan Day leaving the Buckeyes to go be the head coach of the Chicago Bears? We will discuss it coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A couple of accidents to watch out for. You'll find a crash on 5th Avenue east of Perry Street. Traffic is beginning to build in this area. Please use caution in the meantime. And slowdowns expected on I-70 westbound after Wilson Road. A disabled vehicle on the right shoulder. Please be careful as traffic swerves to avoid it. This traffic report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts at Napa. When it comes to serving you, their motor never quits. From next day delivery to curbside pickup to getting involved with local communities. Get the parts you need when you need them. That's Napa know-how. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. 
This is Common Man and T-Bone. I got to tell you, man, if you are a fan of the 2007 New York Mets, today is your day. (laughs) Because they just had Mets and Cubs on MLB Network from 2007. That, by the way, was Tom Glavin winning game number 300. Oh, that's That's why why they had that that game game. on there. Okay, that makes sense. And that game just ended, and now it's 2007 Mets again. Playing the Braves that same season, this is John Smoltz wins number 200 oh, good. for well, the Braves. Here's what you can always bet on. If the Mets and the Braves are on MLB Network, the reason it's on is because the Braves won. Because the Mets... Not the always. last game. The Mets just won that game. Tom well, Glavin won 200 or 300 oh, right. with the Mets, not I with forgot. the Braves. I'm sorry. I was forgetting for a second. I forgot He's where he won He's your guy. He's never my Look guy. Look at David Wright. No, Look at was, him. Listen to me. Tom Glavin was never my guy. Because even when he came to the Mets, I couldn't stop seeing him in the Braves uniform. What do you mean he was never your guy? No, I never rooted for him. It was hard. What do you mean you never rooted for him? Because I hated him. Because he was with the Braves. What do you want from me? I know, me? but then he shunned the Braves. Yes. And came to the Mets. That's fine. And won game number 300 with your team. That's great. How'd, how'd, they, how'd they do when they got to the playoffs? How'd that work hey, out? Man. How'd that work out? Look at this. Go look it up. Go. Hey, look it up. 15 years ago, you got poison in your heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, do <laughs> coming from you. That's always good. You can't hold on to this stuff, Bone. You're right. You I gotta, gotta let, let it go, go like me. Mm-hmm. I don't hold grudges. Yeah, like, uh, which one of those is from Frozen? Let it go. Which one sings that? I didn't see Frozen. You haven't watched Frozen? No, I mean, the kid has watched it. I oh, have you never sat down? I and... don't, I don't, I'm not movie guy. No, I know. Kristen, but like, Kristen takes care of the movies. It's never on and you're like in the room and you're just like, oh, that's on. I'm I'm doing something else. No. Okay. That's. <laughs> no. <laughs> just, there's a designated movie. You room. know what she really likes? Must though. be nice. <laughs> Must be nice to head up and just shove your kid off in the movie room. Was that theater have popcorn or how's that work? I do make popcorn yeah, I bet for them. You do. You have the machine or you just do it like the rest of us on the stove. She uh she really likes watching sports now. And I don't know if it's because she likes sports or because she just likes engaging with me. That might be a little of both. Well, and, and that's, right? I, look, that's man, good. I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. If it's, I love my dad so much, I don't even like this, but I want to sit here and talk to him about it. That's, that's fine with me because I'm sure it won't always be like that. But she loves watching the Blue Jackets. Loves oh, there it. you go. And she was so, ex- she was so disappointed the other night. When she said, "Are the Blue Jackets playing tonight?" I said, "Yes, they are, but they're playing at you know ten o'clock. Yeah, they, they were out in bed. Seattle, so you're going to be in bed." And she was so disappointed; she wanted to stay up and watch it, but that's just too late for her. She goes to bed at eight thirty. And then you said, "Don't worry, honey, I too will be in bed." Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> I went to bed. I think it was, you know, two minutes left to go in the second period, those and it was tough, it man. was midnight. Those those I know those West Coast ones are tough to stay up for the whole thing. But the first thing she asked me that morning when she got up, it was not, "Hey, good morning, Daddy. How did you sleep, Daddy?" It was, "What did the Blue Jackets do last night?" Nice. I said they they won, there you five go. to four in overtime, and she was very excited and wanted to go to the computer to watch the highlights. Well, see, look at that. Yeah, you're building a really nice little Jackets fan, there. right? Very excited, and she's scouting all the young players in Finland as well. That's, She's yeah. running her own website. Oh, very, very nice. What does she think of the jackets prospects that we have in Finland right oh, now? Oh, she she, li- she likes it. She likes it. She She's got texting Yarmo on the phone to say yes. what's up. All right, good. 
She can't. She's just emojis at this point. Is that's she, all right. That's fine. She can't type out words yet. I wonder if so Yarmo, it's like you know eggplant emoji. Does Yarmo ever use emojis? I bet you he uses uh, or, emojis exclusively. Or, or is I was going to say, or is he like a surprisingly lengthy emoji texter where that's all he's texting? Trade deals. It's just like eggplant, hockey stick, and then it's like a explosion. That boom, like, it's just, you know what we want? We want this guy. And then they're like, yeah. And then they text back like a thumbs up. And he's like, cool, the deal's done. Something happened to me recently where Kristen was laughing at me because it was such a 2021 problem where I sent someone a text, someone I have not talked to in a while, but I thought I would reach out and pass on some nice wishes. I didn't call them. I, I, I just I sent just, him a text. I want to say I appreciated the text. Thank you. But no, it, it was very it nice to receive a text you, from you. You know, it wasn't you. But I, you know, I said, hey, you know, thinking of you, hope things are well, you know, and uh, I didn't get a thank you, hope things are well with your family. Instead, I just got a thumbs up emoji and that's it. And this put me in a tangent for like half an hour tangent with Kristen. You were in a line that touched another line. What are we talking about? You're in a tangent tangent. Isn't that like when you start ranting and raving about something? Tantrum. I went off on a tangent? Isn't that what... Oh, I see. Okay, you went off on a tangent. Yes, I went off on a tangent. All right. I'm sorry I confused you. On a related point. You went over and just now you were ranting about that. It's like I I went out of my way to send this person a text and they couldn't even respond with words. (laughs) All I get is a thumbs up emoji. They're dead to me. I am never talking to this person again. Let's be honest. It was also a tantrum. It was a tangent and a tangent. Oh, my God. I'm going to send you an emoji right now. <laughs> I agree with you, though. You shouldn't. If someone sends you a nice text and you haven't heard from him in a while, just to like, got it. Like a well, night. Or a say, same to you. Hope the family's well. That's right. it. And then we can never talk again. I understand that in the reality or the, the length of time that we're going to be on the earth as humans, sending a thumbs up is not that much worse than sending the one sentence reply that you don't even really mean. But still, it's it is that little bit much better, and it does mean a little bit more. And you know what? And you know me. I didn't even want to talk to this person to begin you with. Went out, I I don't even know the situation, but I'm guessing this was a big lift for you to sit there you know for ten minutes and I'm, craft I'm gonna, this text. I'm going to write down who it is. I'm sure I have an idea. I'm sure I have a thought. But all I know is, if you send back an emoji to Common Man, I don't think that's going to go very well. Oh yeah, that's a that's. <laughs> Because that person I, had something that makes it so much funnier yeah, that that's yeah. who it was that sent you the thumbs. You know, you know it. Thumbs up, kiss my ass. Thumbs up. You fall on your face. <laughs> All right, Ryan Day. There are rumblings about Ryan Day and the Chicago Bears job. His agent. So here, here are the layers here. His agent is Trace Armstrong. Chase Arms, him too. Trace Armstrong played in the NFL, played for the Bears for, I want to say, five or six seasons. I remember him. Mm-hmm. I remember him. Mm-hmm. I want to say he wore number 93. If he okay. did, please give me a you thumbs know what? up emoji. I just, I just checked on, uh, I was just Googling pictures of him, and yes, he did. 93. 93 is My guy, wore. Trace Armstrong. But he is an agent to big-time college football coaches like Ryan Day. So the report was Trace Armstrong was going to come in and he was going to assume all football duties and responsibilities for the Chicago Bears. 
He was going to come in and be in charge of personnel and really be the de facto boss mm-hmm. for the Bears, answering only to ownership. But he had full control of all football operation, kind of like John Davidson does with the Blue Jackets. And he would be bringing Ryan Day with him, his client, as his head coach. Now, it's a very, I mean, number one, just a fascinating decision by the front office if that were to be or from by the ownership if that were to be what happens but obviously the implications here are what we're a little more concerned with trace armstrong went on social media and denied this he said there's no truth to it but you know anytime you talk about your head coach ryan day leaving it's a situation especially now because let's say it it happens at the end of the season which by the way i don't think it's going to happen and we can We'll talk more about that, but if it happens at the end of the NFL season where Ryan Day leaves, well, you're you're screwed for a year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're screwed. All, all the good coaches are gone. They're out recruiting for their new teams. You're going to have a rash of decommits that you can't possibly make up because, you know, no one waits until the spring to actually sign anymore. Yeah, I mean, there there is one guy who they would obviously have to pay a lot of money to get, but uh, the coach down in Cincinnati, who I'm sure would be interested in the job if it was open. I'm not saying it's going to be open. I'm saying that's that would be their only big-time play if they decided to yeah. say, let's go make a move right now for the guy we think that can be the next coach for the next, theoretically, 10, 15 years. They could go after Luke Fickle. Well, you know what? Let's take a break. And I'll tell you if I think this is actually going to happen, and Bone will tell you if he thinks this is going to happen, and then we'll just give each other thumbs up emoji. I'll I'll also add to that, there is an interesting wrinkle with the Trace Armstrong thing that we have not discussed yet, which we'll get into next. Okay, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching that disabled vehicle on the right shoulder of I-70 westbound after Wilson Road. Please be careful as they continue to get this one clear. And an accident also causing backups on 5th Avenue east of Perry Street. Caution is advised here as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts at Napa. When it comes to serving you, their motor never quits. For next day delivery to curbside pickup to getting involved with local communities, get the parts you need when you need them. That's Napa know-how. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534, so... Rumblings about Ryan Day and the Chicago Bears job. His agent is Trace Armstrong, who denied the report. Armstrong himself is linked to a job with the Bears as sort of their president of football operations. But you were about to talk about the other wrinkle to this. (laughs) 
Yeah, Trace Armstrong also represents many other football coaches, one of whom is Matt Nagy. <laughs> right, who is currently the Chicago Bears head coach. So, what a clown show this is, man. <laughs> so... I don't know that it necessarily means that let, let's say Trace Armstrong is in those discussions, right? You have to like the you ultimatum have to disclose that. Well, yeah, you have to you disclose have to. that, but it's well, it's also known. Like I'm I'm guessing everyone in the NFL is very much aware of this, right? I mean, there's there he when he got hired, there's an article that Florio found that was posted to chicagobears.com where his agent is quoted as saying it's going to be great to see Matt Nagy have a chance to prove himself and show what he can do as a coach and this is great and you know no all when, these when I say, when I say you have to disclose that I mean if Matt Nagy calls you and says what's the deal here man oh sure are you are you interviewing for this job are you considering this job you can't you can't brush him off you have to answer the question you represent this guy yeah there would be I would imagine quite a quite a lawsuit brewing if the guy you hired to represent you is then working in his own interest and against yours potentially right knowing that you're about to be laid off right while he brings in his hand-picked other client yeah i i'm saying some people are reading this as well let's say there is something about this trace armstrong thing would he retain matt Nagy? there can't be any way that the guy you hire to run the football ops then goes and uh, oh this this coach that everyone in the city hates and everyone knows is a failure i have to bring him back another year because he's my guy no, like, l- listen you, to me you can't do that listen to me i said it at the time when these rumors came out that matt Nagy was going to get fired right after thanksgiving i said it doesn't smell right to me that's not the style of chicago bears they're not firing him midway through the season i, I still think there's no way he is fired before the season's over when the season, I, Matt Nagy could be on the sideline next week. A unicorn could fly out of his butt crack and announce to the crowd, "Don't fire my friend, Matt Nagy," and he would still get fired at the end of the season. There is no way the, he's keeping his job unless the unicorn throws like seven touchdown passes in the fourth quarter, and then it's like, "Well, Doesn't we got to see what this guy can do." And he's like, "I'll only play for Matt Nagy." That's my favorite coach. Then it's like, well, we got to give him another couple of weeks to see what he can do with this unicorn. But yeah, outside of that, you're All right. right. There's very few realistic circumstances. I was about to say, let's be realistic in. as I was talking about a unicorn <laughs> flying out of a head coach's crack. Exactly. Yeah. So now the Ryan Day aspect of this. Is Ryan Day a lifer for this job? I don't know. I, I'll, be a, I'll project, I guess, as a Buckeye fan that I thought that he would be. Maybe that's just me being foolish. Well, here here's where I've tried to be as a Buckeye fan. Let's be let's be realistic about things other than the unicorn conversation. Uh is does Ryan Day have other than the employment checks he's gotten from Ohio State? Does he have this huge natural connection to the university that goes back decades? The answer is no. Does he have the the name recognition and the thought of in many of the coaching circles around the country that he is one of the best offensive minds in football, college or pro. Yes. So it would not surprise me if he is offered to take the Ohio state job and he says, awesome. And he, and he throws himself into it. He loves this community, wants to be here and all that stuff. And then the Chicago bears call him and say, we'd like you to run our organization. That is, I mean, I know it's your team, Mike, and you will probably laugh at this, but 
there is a cachet that the Bears have well, that even an Ohio State might struggle to match if you are just saying, I eventually won a chance at winning a Super Bowl. I'm in a unique situation because they're both my teams. The, I, right, right, that's what I mean. And but, so I understand the cachet of both of these jobs, but if I were... If I were guiding Ryan Day, if he called me today, which he won't, right? the unicorn will call. But if Ryan Day called me today and said, the Bears called, they're giving me a bunch of money, they want me to be the next head coach. Or do I stay here at Ohio State? What should I do? I, both of these teams are my teams. Yeah. I am saying stay at Ohio State. Stay at Ohio State. I believe you'll have more longevity here. You have not achieved your ultimate goal, which is winning the national championship, which I fully believe you're capable of doing. I have seen so many coaches, some of them good, some bad, go into those situations in the NFL, especially for an ownership group like that, with the best intentions, only to be chewed up and spit out and never made whole again. Now, financially, you'll be made whole, but breaking news, you're going to be okay at Ohio He'll State, be okay too. either way. You're, either you're way, right. you're a rich man, you're going to be in demand no matter what you do. But if I had to give advice, it would be stay in Columbus. It's also interesting because, you know, on the one hand, no college football coach wants any of these rumors floating around about them because that might signal to potential recruits right I mean, not this time of we, year you're we right are this week in signing day number one right yes it's this week. okay so interesting timing of all these rumors flying out all of a sudden that yeah this is this is going to happen right i mean could this be some i don't know some interference being run by other schools i don't i don't know where this is all coming from all right but the other part of that is there there is something to the fact of you 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 see all the other contracts that are getting signed for college football coaches, yes, Ryan Day's got a more impressive resume than at least some of those guys, if not most. He probably is sitting there thinking, well, if that's what they're getting paid to coach those schools, I should be getting paid a little bit more. Now, again, even if it's not him motivating that, his agent, who, as we've discussed, has a lot of things going on right now, his agent may also be aware of that, too. I want to say Trace Armstrong is also like the agent for Brian Kelly and for... Lincoln Riley, like this guy has represented a lot of high-priced talent in college football. So maybe there's a little bit of that as well, that they want to make sure Ohio State is aware that, yes, his name is still out there for some of these jobs, and you can fix that problem by making sure that there's no need to leave. Well, I'm just saying, like, I don't know which way that is for, I would guess Ryan Day does not want it out there that he's thinking about leaving Ohio State. That doesn't help with recruiting, but it also might not help you get the extra money you want in your contract. We haven't even brought this up from a Bears perspective. They're hot and heavy for, let's say they are hot and heavy for Trace Armstrong, whether it's with Ryan Day or without Ryan Day. Sure. Do we know if Trace Armstrong is qualified to run a football ops department? Well, that's a whole Just other conversation. Just because he played in the yes. league and is an agent for some coaches? You hand over the keys to the franchise to him? Yeah, I don't know. That 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 does reek of Rob Palinka in Los Angeles with the Lakers and... That has had mixed results. I mean, they won a championship, but it's also been other issues as well. So, yeah, I don't know how it works of getting an agent to just be your GM. That that has not always been a successful play. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier incident has cleared from I-70 westbound after Wilson Road. That disabled vehicle has been cleared from the roadway, but traffic is still slow as it recovers and still watching an accident on 5th Avenue east of Perry Street. Traffic is still crawling along. This traffic report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts at Napa. When it comes to serving you, their motor never quits. From next day delivery to curbside pickup to getting involved with local communities. Get the parts you need when you need them. That's Napa know-how. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. This is Common Man and T-Bone. The segment that's not a segment, yikes. Is coming up at 534. We have guest yikes today because mm. Teddy is out and Triple H is in. That's so right. We'll get him settled out. Settled out? Settled out? Settled in? We're going to get you settled out, hey? Whatever. Hope you're all right with that. Uh, before we get to the rundown, I saw this today. If you want to just, you want some more proof that UConn has a good women's basketball program. Mm-hmm. If you've been on the fence about this, I just read this article that says they are down to their lowest spot in the AP poll since 2007. Yeah. That's a long time ago, 2007. That is a, that is, that is a long time Do ago. Do you know so. what this spot is in the AP poll? I just looked it up and uh, must be nice. Seventh. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. The lowest they've been. Lowest they've been. In 14 years. In 14 years is not even out of the top 10. Number seven. My goodness. That is something. By the way, uh, last night I was, as I mentioned earlier, at the Ohio State women's game where they took on Indiana, two top 25 teams. Indiana, tough, man. They were a very physical basketball team. I thought they got away with a bit. I'm not going to lie. Me and Kevin McGuff, we were both yelling at the refs. One of us had a little bit more say than the other, but I'll tell you, man, if you are a basketball fan living in central Ohio and if you have not gone and watched a women's game, you can you can occasionally find some pretty good seats. I found seats two rows off the court. Oh, look at you. And we had a Must blast. be nice. Took the girls. Must be nice. We had a blast down there watching this game. And it was it was it was a I mean, I didn't enjoy the result, but I enjoyed the fight from the Buckeyes. They did come back and try to make somewhat of a game of it, but you know when you're down that close, you're also privy to some language. Did you Oh, did you get yes. some good language down you know there? Here, yes, we got to hear, you know, we actually heard more language from the fans. Like the you know the coaches know the drill, right? They they know how to keep it close to the vest. But there was one time where Kevin McGuff is looking the coach for the women's basketball team. He's looking at one of the refs and he knew his first name. And they had already kind of gone back and forth a few times on fouls. And at one point, he just starts shooting him looks and saying, "Whatever the guy's name was, like Keith or something." He's like, "Keith, come on, Keith." And he's just looking at him and giving him the, like the look of disapproval that your mom gives you when you have yet again not cleaned your room or whatever the thing is she's been on you about. And this ref would not even look at him. That, like, That's see, the look I give Timmy when he cuts up bad sound from the press conferences. <laughs> Timmy, do we need the ah in mm-hmm. there, Timmy? 
You're yeah. better than that, Timmy. Yeah. So that was yeah. It was. It's too bad the Buckeyes didn't win that game. But I'm telling you, man, that is that is a that is a tough team. Indiana's a tough team, but this Ohio State women's team is tough too. And I think they've got a bright future ahead of them. It just. Last night was not their night. They couldn't get some shots to fall early, and it kind of put them back. Rundown. Let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Krieger Ford. Visit them online at KriegerFord.com. Home of the Krieger Commitment. Best cars. Best people. Peace of mind. Brownies hold on to beat the Ravens yesterday. It was not pretty. Uh, Baker says they took their foot off the gas and went too conservative down the stretch, something that you and I both agree with. But, hey, man, you got the victory, but this offense still has to show that it's capable of scoring some points. You you were above 20 yesterday, but only because the defense had a touchdown. Yeah, it, it almost sounds like Baker is saying, I want the offense to open up more. And it sounds no, like he is saying that. The, yeah, the coaching staff is more or less, whether you know they'll say it outright or not, they're more or less saying, we'd like to open it up more, but we've had injuries. And I don't want to hear it, man. I'm, I'm just so, I know. I'm tired of hearing that. If you got a guy out there playing football, he's good enough to run your entire offense. I know, but the, the there's there's either Baker is too hurt to play and then just give up on the season, right? Or Baker's good enough to play and this offense should be better. There is also secret option C, which now doesn't make sense to do because they've played him through all the times where you shouldn't have. But I one of the one of the biggest failures of this coaching staff was not sitting Baker down for at least a couple of weeks of I the know. last three or four and saying, we got the Lions, we got a, a tough away game to the Ravens, and then we have a bye week. Let's try to get you some rest for two or three Let's weeks. Let's split those games. Yeah. Right? Which they wound up doing anyway. That's right. And then who the hell knows? Maybe then, maybe you win that game in Baltimore. I, I don't know if, yeah. if Baker's not playing. But you're right. You got three weeks then to get Baker as healthy as humanly possible. This is the reality for the Browns right now. They They had a... Great defensive performance, I thought, most of the game. You know, the Ravens late in the game were able to find their way back with a backup quarterback, it should be noted. But this offense scored 17 points yesterday. That's not going to get the job done. And, of course, zero in the second half. Yeah, That's, that's not that's going the to, bigger problem. That's not going to get the job done when you play in the playoffs. So, yeah, I know I'm doing a little more of a college football thing and extrapolating out. But what do you want me to do? No, do back, not. Do backflips over a two-point win at home where you knocked out their best player you know, uh, midway through the first quarter, and then the backup almost led them back to a victory. I don't, I don't feel great you about that. You are reacting to patterns. This has been an ongoing issue. Yeah, this is not a college football. I need more style points. This is a. I'm afraid my offense is broken. Conversation. Well, Guess who else is having this conversation today? Buffalo Bills fans. Sure. And is it because they lost one game on the road at Tampa? No. It's because for the last six weeks, they've looked like trash for the most part. Their offense has not come back around. And and you have seen offenses like the Chiefs offense, for example, which was also struggling early in the year. That one came back. Seems to be doing all right now. Maybe that won't be permanent, but... It has seemed to write itself. Well, you got that Raiders defense next week, Browns. That's it, right? If you can't put up any numbers on that Raiders defense, and you're not putting up numbers on anybody. Yeah. This team, this Browns team, had expectations placed upon it, and I'm sure internally, of getting to an AFC championship game, and then you see what happens from there. Today, I have to hear from a bunch of NFL types saying, well, it's really hard to win the NFL. Yeah, it is. But this Browns team was is built better than most to be able to withstand injuries. Most teams would love to have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. 
the fact that, yes, one of them tends to be off the field and injured part of this season, and yesterday it happened again with Kareem Hunt leaving the game, that is something that, yes, it sucks. It's not what you planned on. Welcome to the NFL. You do still have the other one who's really good, either yeah. one of them. But in yesterday's case, Nick Chubb, and they couldn't find a way to really get him going. That's a problem. Bengals losing overtime to the 49ers. I have so many problems with this game. Uh, Bengals have to stop trying to claw back. They shouldn't be putting themselves in these positions. Agreed. And that's that's coaching, right? Coming right out of the gate in the first quarter, not knowing what the hell is going on. You get into a big hole like you did against the Chargers the week before. You cr- You claw back where you get to overtime in this game. And then what happens in overtime? Your head coach, who is, you know, calling plays and the boy offensive genius, goes ultra conservative in overtime. You you just saw in the fourth quarter your quarterback take over the game. You saw some fantastic stuff, including one of the prettiest passes and catches to Jamar Chase that you will ever see. I don't know how the throw was made. I don't know how Jamar Chase stayed in bounds. It was fantastic. Then overtime starts. You should be saying to yourself, we were in a big hole, we've come back, now we're playing with house money, let's go out there, take some more chances, and get the W. Instead, first down, handoff. Second down, handoff. Right? You go ultra conservative, you cost your team a victory. Well, with Zach Taylor, the thing I, I think maybe speaks to this further, yes, Joe Burrow made some terrific plays, and the rest of your offense did too, to to stay in that game and come back. And you can give him credit, Zach Taylor, for dialing up some of those plays. Now, the fourth and I five. I give him credit for nothing. That fourth and five you talked about, that was not the way the play was scripted. No. It was it was those two guys making was, a hell of a play. That was talent taking over. Yeah. But let's give him some credit for calling a few good plays down the stretch. He did. But then why did he call those plays? Because they were out of the game, or it looked like going to be out of the game. And then... You're a little more loose. Yes. Yeah. Let's try this because, well, I don't, nothing else has worked today. And suddenly the offense opens up and then you get back in the game. And what happens now? You got to make the call to go win the game. Your butthole puckers and he, up. And again. he went right back into like, oh, no, I don't know what to do. Like he did at the first part of the game. Three quarters of that game were spent going, I don't know what to do. And then the fourth quarter he was like, well, this game's probably over. I don't know. Let's do this. Let's try that. You got to loosen him up. Then man. overtime starts and it's, I don't know what to do yeah. again. Give him a couple my ties on the sidelines. Loosen him up beforehand. Like just, I don't know what he needs, but he's got to get this offense more opened up for the rest of the game. You cannot just be this conservative, and it, it didn't work out for him. More problems for Urban in Jacksonville. Blood is in the water, my friends. You had the reports come out before the game yesterday saying that Urban's getting into it with players and dressing down his staff and... Just an ugly situation. The tone of it was that he doesn't have respect in that locker room. So they had a chance to go out yesterday and, you know, go out and play hard for the coach and put up a good performance against the Titans. And instead, you got the goose egg. Zero points. Trevor Lawrence threw four picks and he is progressively getting worse. We haven't talked about that aspect of it either. it's, It's real. I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is bad. Maybe he's just bad. Maybe Trevor Lawrence could be coached by Jesus Christ and he would still be throwing four picks and looking terrible. But you don't think he goes home and he wonders, am I bad or is my head coach just not putting me in the position to get any better? Well, let's put it this way. I mean, 
Trevor Lawrence is the reason Urban Meyer is in Jacksonville, right? Yeah, I, I believe the reason that that job was so enticing for him was obviously it was open. It's in a state that he's familiar with, but more than that, it's because they had the number one overall pick and that dude was sitting at the top of the heap. So the I bet you Urban thought, I'm going to go to Jacksonville and we're going to have this great relationship and I'm going to mold this quarterback like I've done with so many other quarterbacks. He's going to be my next, not in the NFL sense, but my next Tim Tebow, you know, my next JT Barrett, my next guy that I ride with and he is my guy. Well, you are not even all the way through this season and you've already had Trevor Lawrence the freshman in college terms out here now calling your decision-making into question to the media and on the sidelines saying, why is my running back not out here last week? Right. That was the story. I just think urban is completely floored by what he's experiencing in the NFL. And I don't think he was ever ready for it. I don't think he was mentally prepared for it. I don't think he understood what it would look like when you do things like stay home and Cincinnati or come back to Columbus rather after that Cincinnati game I don't think he understood that would be a big no-no and now that the backlash is occurring he's on defensive he's all I'm I'm great you guys are the ones that suck it's not my fault and now that's boiled over into whatever's not working urban you're kind of at the root of all of it I just think he is completely unprepared for being I think, an he's, NFL I think he's given up if you look at his body language yesterday he was staring into space Oh, he's out of it. You know, yeah. and you know, he's only 57 years old. He looks like an old man now. Sure. He looks like he, a this... frail old man staring into the distance. Well, I think it might be set, settling in on him. You know, we we have thrown his name around a couple times with, you know, well, would he come back for the Notre Dame job when that popped open? And the answer was no, he's probably not going to leave Jacksonville. And he didn't. And he wasn't even, it looks like, considered. Well, his answer when asked about it was, I'm not a candidate. Not, I'm not interested. Well, and I think that speaks a lot to Notre Dame saying, we're not calling you. You're exactly right. So the point is, maybe it's starting to settle in that I'm not up for any of these jobs. They've all settled. If I'm out after this, I'm off again. And then I have to wait around for a good job. And he might have missed his chance. That, that job is probably not coming. At well, this I point. don't think Notre Dame's coming anytime soon. But I'm saying there's there's... Why would he want to go to a bunch of other... He, he's not going to like an Arizona state to get back into it. Like, would, there's no way. I would think not. So where do you go at that point? The answer is maybe he's realizing this could be the end of my coaching career, barring something changing drastically here well, in Jacksonville. There is a path for him. Well, you know, we got to take a break. The Rundown. The Rundown. There's, there's a path for Urban. I said this, you know, probably a couple months ago. At this point, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about Urban's pathway back to college football coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Some slow traffic to watch out for. You'll find delays in westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is beginning to build. More slowdowns on 71 northbound between East Broad Street and 11th Avenue. And traffic is slow on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples Connect is big saving on the hottest holiday tech gifts. Right now, Apple AirPods Pro are just $169. Explore all the great holiday tech at your local Staples Store or staplesconnect.com. In-store only, offer ends on the 18th, limit two. While supplies last, Staples Connect, the working and learning store and the NRA with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire Care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed. 
with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. The radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your car. This is Common Man and T-Bone. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534. So we were talking about Urban and how a, a bad situation has turned ugly in Jacksonville. There's blood in the water. Like, reporters are... They're just trolling him now. There was a guy today, I forget who it was, but one of their rookie safeties, who I guess, you know, on Jacksonville Sports Radio and fans have been saying, why isn't this guy playing more? You you wasted a third-round pick on this guy. He's not playing. Urban was asked about that guy today and his media availability. And he said, yeah, well, he's playing more. I don't have his numbers in front of me, but he's, he's playing. Yeah. He got zero snaps yesterday. <laughs> the media knows this, and now they're just toying with him. He was staring into space. He looks like a feeble old man. He looks like he's mentally checked out. We've seen this look before. I would be shocked if he is back for another season. Shocked. I didn't necessarily see it going this way, although I question whether it would be successful. When I originally questioned if it would be successful when he first took the job, I thought maybe three years down the road. Yeah, I thought it would take a little while for this. I, I didn't I didn't foresee this many personnel issues and behind-the-scenes issues. I would have thought maybe they win three or four games their first year, and then some good momentum happens in November, December, and then next year they build on that, wins maybe five or six, and then maybe it stagnates. And in year three yeah. or four, there's just not a lot of growth. That's how I thought that, it would That kind go. of thing could happen. I didn't think he, he wouldn't make it to year number two. And in this process, he has soured his name and reputation, both on the field and off. To your point, I don't think there was a big-time college job that would even consider him at this point. And maybe if he goes and sits out a couple of years, that well, changes. But And I'll, I'll have to say, even despite all the controversies and stuff, I am surprised because we have seen nothing other than college football mostly be shameless when it comes to hiring coaches. Uh, for examples of that, see Hugh Freeze, who his name was all over the place again. They're like, oh, maybe he'll leave Liberty and go here and there. Yeah, right. This, this is a guy who got fired for calling escort services. Like, you don't have those morals they pretend to, but I'm surprised they have them with Urban. Maybe they won't in a couple years. You're right. Yeah, but, you know, I said this a couple months ago. I think there is a pathway for him to come back. It's not at a, air quote, you know, big-time job, although they're in a big-time situation this year. But for me, Urban's pathway back to college coaching is, and I don't think it's likely, I don't think it's going to happen, but Ryan Day takes an NFL job. Luke Fickle comes here. Uh-huh. That Cincinnati yep. job is open, and Urban goes and takes that job. Would that not be incredible? If that if that is where it led to, that Urban goes to comes Cincinnati. full circle. That would be something else to see him. But you're right. That that has, there's, to to your point, in my head, for a brief moment, the thought occurred when I saw this Ryan Day news, which, again, to be clear, he's probably not going anywhere. No, but I don't think he is anyway. There's a rumor out there that the Bears are interested or could be if they hire his I'm sure the Bears agent. are interested. It's just I don't think Ryan Day's interested. He would want to go take that job. But 
the thought occurred for just, again, a millisecond of, would Ohio State call? And then the answer no. is instantly no. 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 They're not calling they Urban, would, they nor would should not, they. They would not call him back here. No. Not given how it ended. They should not call him. Obviously, we know why it ended. You can say whatever you want about injuries and everything else, and I'm sure some of that played a factor, but the reality is Urban did not like the fact that this university basically told him, you did you did a wrong thing, and he got punished for it. And not he, you did a wrong thing. You got caught doing a wrong thing. You got caught doing a wrong thing. That's what it was. And I do think the university, too, will probably, at, at if they would be honest, would Other admit, people were at fault. Yeah. Not but, just him. Yeah, but I think the university would admit, yeah, we, we probably would have a tough time hiring him back here now after everything that's gone down since. It's it, it wouldn't work out. It's not where we're headed if that opportunity presented. But Cincinnati, yeah, that <laughs> that could, I mean, if if something crazy like Ryan Day leaving this year happened, and then Luke Fickle leaves, that could that could be quicker than we think that that could happen. I just I'm astonished, you know, reading some of the reports before the game yesterday about what's going on behind the scenes. I'm I'm surprised it's gotten so bad. Yeah, aren't you? I yes, I mean, I am. Well, you're, you're you're dressing down your assistant coaches, and maybe you're saying, "Well, grow up." This happens all the time. Yeah, but this is year one. This is a coaching staff that you handpicked, and you are touting your collegiate resume. Well, in front of all these coaches and dressing them down, it would be really tough to stomach if you're in. And some of these guys that he hired have been in the NFL for a long time. Well, that's, that's why, why we he like to hire, them. right? When when they when he went out and hired Daryl Bevel as, as his offensive coordinator. Sure. You and I both said, that's a good hire. Because then this it's guy's, an NFL guy. This guy's been an assistant coach in the NFL for 15 years. That's a good hire. Head coach at some point? Did he get elevated? Maybe I want to say was, maybe. I think he was interim. For a hot second? He? Okay. But my, yeah, the, the point being, he's, he's a guy who's been around, and that's... So for Urban to say, what have you guys ever won? It's like, Urban... What have you ever what have won you in this, this league? Level? Right. We're not talking about college. They don't do a four-team playoff here. It's a lot different in this league. There's salaries. There's ownership. There's a whole different thing. So you got to figure out how to win in this system. And so far, he's proven he does not know how to do that consistently. He was the interim head. Daryl Bevel was the interim head coach for the Lions last okay. year. There you go. So for a hot second. Yeah, for a hot second. Yeah, but I, he's, I, been, I, he's been in the league since 2000. Yeah, as an assistant he's, he's coach. been around for a long time. I, I can't imagine it would be really tough to stomach if guy who's never done anything at this level, guy who has been a complete distraction from the moment he got there. Go back to when he hired, you know, idiot from Iowa, Chris Doyle, yeah. the strength and conditioning coach that had all the different issues going on there between the racist issues and the culture of racism, I should say. I don't know what his personal feelings are, but obviously didn't go well at Iowa. A lot of former players coming out about that. And Urban was like, that's okay. This is the guy I want. And then instantly was told, no, you can't do that. So, and then he had, he was fined by, because he uh, broke a rule with the Players Association with how many practices you and, can do. And he wasn't the only coach. No. Veteran coaches is, were fined this offseason too. Is the, he's a first time coach. He's the newbie. He yes. got fined a hundred grand and the team got fined 200 grand for that. And then on and on and on. Obviously, there's the Cincinnati issue and then coming up here to Columbus and going to the tap room. Like, he's, and then going back and lying to the players from all reports saying, that's just a, I didn't even want to be there. I just was there and some lady came up to me and I didn't even know what it was doing. And then later on, the videos come out that say, eh, actually, you did know. 
You seem to know. You seem to know her. And then the team had to, of course, laugh about that. Owner has to come out and defend you. This is all going poorly, and it's not getting any better. And then that's when you decide to have a measuring contest of whose blank is bigger when it comes to winning games. That's a bad look. That's a bad idea. The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Plenty of slowdowns out there right now. You are going to find some backups on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is still slow. More delays on I-70 eastbound between Hamilton Road and 270. And traffic is backed up on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Five-minute delays on all those areas. Traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Dye Market. This holiday, gather what's good at your local Fresh Dye Market. Make your main course the merriest with the best tasting and highest quality certified Angus beef rib roast at $9.99 a pound. Fresh Dye Market, get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face. As I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Happy to be wrong, which is good because they're always wrong. This is Man and Bone. Hey, go uh, subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you get your audio... Doesn't matter if it's Apple or Spotify or whatever. Search Common Man and T-Bone. You'll see our cartoon faces pop up. Click subscribe. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a nice review. We appreciate it. Are you ready for yikes? Oh, I'm ready. Uh, The Bengals lost a tough one at home yesterday. Despite this, they're competing for a division title. And while I certainly understand how your owner sucks, I would think the attendance at Paul Brown Stadium would be more than the 50,481 who showed up yesterday. I mean, it was 50 degrees and sunny yesterday. I'm told by the Colin Cowherds of the world, whenever a California or Florida team can't draw fans, there's just too much to do in those areas. Why would you go to a game when you can go to the beach? That must have been it yesterday. All the Bengal fans were at the beach. Yikes. Catfishing in the Ohio River. That's what they were doing. Um, my first yikes is going to go to COVID because I just saw today the Bulls have had to postpone their next two games in the NBA. They have 10 players positive tested for COVID. That's not great. And they're, you know, working their way through that. But that may not be the only team or league that is affected because I also saw Adam Schefter tweet today. The NFL had 37 positive tests today. Now that's up from what it usually is. Does not mean all those players are going to all miss significant time. Is that players or is that staff too? Uh, I just said positive test. So it may be staff as well. But the point here is that it's been almost two years. I'm really sick of having to deal with sporting events and COVID. I know it's, I'm, I've made some peace with that, but seeing again, and we'll talk more about the hockey ramifications of that too, because that's coming up in the NHL as well. All I'm saying is, it's just, I'm tired of it, and I wish it was all over. Yikes. Teddy is out today, so Triple H has a yikes. Yes, sir, and mine goes out to the 13-time national champion, 
Mount Union football team. Do you know what Mount Union and 1-9 Otterbein have in common this year, guys? What's that? Neither of them will be playing in the national championship game because Mount Union blew it this past weekend to North Central from Illinois. If they would have won the championship, if they would have won the semifinal game, they would have gone and played the national championship at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, which is in their backyard, if you're familiar with Alliance in uh, Canton, Ohio. Instead, it'll be Mary Harden Baylor from Texas and North Central Illinois. So, Mount Union. You guys suck. You blew it. Yikes. Triple H, are you a uh, Mount Union hater? T-Bone hates Mount Union. I hate Mount Union with a passion. T-Bone hates them. Why do you hate them again? Because, well, lots of reasons. But one of them is that I ran into a Mount Union fan once who would not shut up about them. And ever since then, because that guy was annoying. Oh, because they thought they could beat the Buckeyes? Is that? I had to sit at a (laughs) dinner and the guy was like, you know, they never play Ohio State. Wonder what would happen? And I was like, Yeah, man, that's yeah. yeah I would have wonder what would and happen. And he's like, No, I'm dead serious. They should play. And I'm like, Well, you know what I do for a living. I, I don't know if you really want to have that discussion. He's like, No, I do. And I was like, Okay, this is going to be real stupid. And then the rest of the dinner sucked. And I've never, I'm, I'm done. I hope they lose every game. Oh, screw right. them. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Spain today ordered more than thirty thousand people to remain indoors on La Palma Island because of toxic gas. From a volcano that's been erupting for months. After several days of low-level activity, the Cambre Viejo suddenly sprang to life on Sunday with several explosions sending a vast cloud of ash and smoke into the sky. Here's the government recommendation. Close the doors, windows, shutters, and prevent any air coming in from the outside. Continue, or I'm sorry, confine yourself, if possible, to the rooms located furthest inside. The authorities also recommended that people turn off air conditioning and heating and use tape to seal doors and windows. Also, stop breathing air. Yikes. Um, I I don't like being an adult. I do like it in some situations. Like, I like driving a car. I like having a job that pays me money. I like having the freedom to go do things, right? But... The part of being an adult that sucks is there are just sometimes boring things you have to do that must get done. They are annoying. And one of those is occasionally you have to sit on hold with customer service. And today I sat on hold with customer service for a half an hour. We had a conversation where the person on the phone was trying to do their job and be very nice, but they didn't understand the situation I was relaying to them. I had already discussed the situation previously with someone else for this company. And then I had to, follow up because no one had called back and then we had to go all over it again and at the end of it i got the lovely message that i was told well i can't fix your issue right now but i'm gonna go look into it Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna give you a reference number if you Mm -hmm. could write this down if you have a pen and paper and i realized then i was in the vortex i'm just i'm in a vortex where i'm gonna call back in two weeks They're not going to remember that conversation. I'm going to have to start all over again and get another reference number that I will never use because customer service is hell. Yikes. All right. My next one is the Pistons. They had the Detroit Urban Survival Training guy on the floor yesterday before the game. If you don't know who he is, he's this guy that puts out videos teaching people how to defend against attackers, if you will, on the streets. And just look him up. It's it's hilarious, but he had this video of him demonstrating how to disarm a giant horse in a basketball jersey. His name's Hooper. He's the Pistons mascot. Um, so in case you you know 
need to defend yourself against a giant horse in a basketball jersey. Watch that. But the Pistons did not play any defense yesterday. They gave up 51 points to KD. The Pistons stink, and their best offensive weapon is hurt now. Yikes. Scientists are working on a special sleeping bag for astronauts to help with their eyes. I didn't know this was a problem, but it is. In space, see what happens, Bone. Fluids tend to accumulate in the head when you sleep. But on Earth, gravity pulls them back down into the body when you get up. But in the low gravity of space, more than half a gallon of fluid collects in the head. That, in turn, applies pressure to the eyeball, causing flattening that can lead to vision impairment. One astronaut was in space for six months, had 20-20 vision when he left. When he came back, 20-100 vision. Oh. Bad. Eyeballs too squishy. Yikes. Uh, Andrew Whitworth turned 40 years old yesterday, but that is not my yikes. Tonight, he becomes the first... 40-year-old, when he takes on the Cardinals with the Rams to start an NFL game at left tackle. That is also not my yikes. My concern is that I realized today I remembered vividly when this old man was drafted. I remember watching the 2006 NFL draft, and I'm sure you do too if you are a longtime NFL fan, Mike. Do you have any recollection of who was taken in the top five of that draft? If you no. want, I can refresh your memory. Well, go ahead. In at number five, A.J. Hawk for the Packers. In at number four, Jets def- uh, tackle DeBrickishaw Ferguson, who did not work out. No. In at number three, Tennessee took this guy named Vince Young. Also did not work out. In at number two, uh, Reggie Bush was the number two pick did in that not, draft. Did not work out. And number one, Houston took Mario Williams. Did not work out. So my point is, we're all old. Also, Bobby Carpenter taken in that draft for hey. what it's worth. I don't want to, you know, shortchange him. This was the Matt Liner draft. This was the Jay Cutler draft. You go read these names, you're like, oh, yeah, those guys all played long careers. They have all since retired for the most part. Andrew Whitworth is still starting on a good team, and I feel really old because of it. Yikes. All right, my last one is the entire country of Finland for trying to take Jonas Corposalo from us. They do this thing where apparently you have to serve five and a half months or so. I think it's like 160 days in their military. And they try to call Corpy. I guess they need someone in a base over there either to mop up some floors or something. But Corpy said they can come get me. So (laughs) (laughs) we might have some Finns be coming into Columbus, Ohio, grabbing a Corpy soon. But yikes. Don't mess with the Finnish army, man. Oh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. What if Yarmo's a secret agent for the Finnish army? This is correct. I mean, it is not correct. You don't know. You didn't hear that. Corpy would not be good serving in the army. No, not, now he may he may well, be like a secret ninja and kick everybody's ass. But as I've said before, he has you know some people. My my wife says I have resting a hole face. Some people have resting bitch face. His face is resting. I'm about to burst into tears. Face. It, he would he would be the worst like army officer to deliver a debriefing. Like they bring people in and he's like you know all the important people are like all right let's check in with you know. Uh, General Corpusalo here and see how he did. What what was the report from the field general? And he just walks in there like, oh God, how many did we lose? And he's like, no, it was great. We 
We destroyed them. We we. And why are you conquered. about to burst into we, tears? We now own Italy. I don't this know why we invaded face. Italy. I have no idea what the purpose of that was, but we did it. And now it's going to be finished pizza and, and pasta everywhere. <laughs> finished pizza. We've taken over the boot, ladies and gentlemen. We're there. We did it. And they're like, we thought you were, everyone died. You looked like you were going to cry. And he's like, I'm, no, I'm just so happy. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Plenty of slow traffic to keep in mind right now. You are going to find some delays on 71 northbound between 670 and 17th Avenue. Traffic is slow in that area. And more backups on 270 east and westbound between Route 315 and Sawmill Road. Traffic is slow there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Meyer. Santa Bucks are here at your neighborhood Meyer, and you decide what's on sale. You can save up to $50 on the things you want most, like general merchandise, apparel, shoes, or health and beauty care items. Save even more all week long with Santa Bucks and Meyer. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone Man. Happy Monday. It was good to see you supporting Ohio State basketball well, last night. I, I love Ohio State basketball. I was watching the women's team last night, took the girls, but good. We we've gone to a couple games now and it's it's a lot of fun. We've had a really good time doing it. My girls are here's the thing. We've we've been going to more live sporting events because the last year and a half, well, really two years, because my two-year-old was born in September two years ago. So when that happened, and even the summer prior, we didn't do a lot because mom was preggers, everyone was tired, and then you had a baby, and then we're just... Cut so, down on your rave time with it the did, Bosa it brothers. Did. I did not go out to any of the umpity umpity clubs. I love so how then, you didn't mention the pandemic in that whole mix. Well, I'm saying it also didn't allow you to go to a game. I'm saying that started well before the pandemic, and then we got to January, February. We're right, like, all right, yeah. we got a six month old. Life's looking up. We can get back into no. doing things. And then pandemic shut everything down for another eighteen months. So. I love how you were ready to go out into the thick of it with a <laughs> six month old. Well, yeah, no, that we, sounds yeah. like a blast. <laughs> <laughs> that was when we Let's thought go to little, some games. little Molly pill for the right. six month old. We, <laughs> we yeah, we give her a pacifier. Come on, one. we give her a pacifier yeah. laced in the stuff. She, she's out. already got right. the pacifier in her mouth. Joey Bose is like, hey man, can I borrow that? <laughs> no, but we we thought we could find a babysitter like my parents. It might be a little easier to ask them to watch a six month old as opposed to watching an infant. And then pandemic hit and none of that was happening. So anyway, yeah, last couple months we've been trying to get out and this we've had time to go to these so we've enjoyed it it's been fun must be nice what's coming up on the buckeye show tonight antonio Pittman is going to be my, my guy. co-host tonight so that's going to be fun the running back we got to talk about urban we got to talk about desmond we got to talk about this buckeye basketball team ej liddell looking like a national player of the year can i give you my hot take on ej that he'll, that he'll win it no what good Good. EJ, good. I don't remember the last time we've seen a three-level score getting to this 
level. Well, usually, and Bone was talking about this earlier, I don't like when the offense runs through one guy. Right? You get stuck in ruts that way. You, you need get somebody else that way. Hit shots. Yeah. Saturday, I did not mind. That's how good EJ was <laughs> he on was, Saturday. He was, he was fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Everywhere. That's it. Uh, you want more? Uh, is that it? Yeah. I can hit all the like three things there. All right. Pretty good. What's the fourth thing? What's yeah, the fourth what, thing? What Quinn, you, Quinn Ewers is going here? to Texas. Okay. There's that. And. Did I say Urban? It's a, yeah, it's you a said mess. That. Fire. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you said that. Fire in his pants. Urban Meyer's done. Buckeye <laughs> Show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, there was a big debut in the movie theaters this weekend. West Side Story brought to the big screen the iconic musical Brought to life by Steven Spielberg. It's received all kinds of raves from critics. This is great. If you love this musical, go see this movie. It did $10.5 million across 2,800 theaters. Is that good for that number? That's I not don't know. A, that's not. I, mean, I don't know what's good anymore. Well, you know, for like a... Well, right. Or what the, kind of release was it? Was it a wide release? This was a fairly big release, they're saying. Maybe so Spider-Man was in it. They said... <laughs> <laughs> right, we don't. We'll get Spider-Man numbers soon, right? Yes, that's they're doing the big holiday weekend. Release. West Side Story, No Way Home will probably do better than <laughs> this one, but it's still it was pretty right. good. Uh, and Mike, I just want to see if this sentence registers for you at all. Billie Eilish hosted Saturday Night Live. Huh? Aware of? Any? I don't know. Who, I don't know who Billie Eilish. Okay, is. great. Um, just wanted to ask if that was. I know a thing. Billie Idol is. No, no, Billie Eilish. Well, that's her daughter, Billie Eilish. <laughs> <laughs> Billie Eilish. <laughs> Billie Idol guy. <laughs> Yeah, no, Billie Eilish. <laughs> That's what is you think. Her <laughs> daughter is what his daughter. Whatever. Okay, the point is <laughs> Billy Elliot. Not true. No, Billy. Billy Eilish, the Dancing Boy, hosted yeah, dancing and boy. she was the <laughs> she was the star in the musical act of SNL. Scottish comedian Billy Connolly. I know him. Yeah, there you go. And finally, shout out to St. John Fisher College Basketball Center Connor Williams, my, my guy. guy. Oh, I <laughs> love didn't this see guy. this video. I broke it down on Twitter, but. He was playing against Buffalo. He is seven feet tall. 360 pounds is the listed weight. I'm going to go ahead and say over on the weight, but let him live. <laughs> I say this say as a so. fat guy myself, yep. but he's he, got touch. And he grace. was in the game. He fell down. I felt so bad for him. Banged up his knee. You could see it. He was wincing in pain, but got up, made a play, got the ball and made a nice little pass for a dunk. Yeah, led to a dunk and and one for a two-handed slam and one. Yeah, and his he high had, school highlights are unbelievable. Yeah, go look this guy up if you haven't seen it. But he was the uh, county player of the year in whatever tiny county he used to play in. But good for him. Good for Connor Williams. Let him live. I hope he continues to play basketball. Buckeye Show, top of the hour, Monday night football at seven thirty. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good evening, Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. A couple of accidents to watch out for. You'll find a crash on 3rd Street at Long Street, causing slowdowns in that area. Please be careful over here. And more delays expected on Cleveland Avenue, south of Morse Road. There's an accident there as well. Caution is advised. Traffic report is sponsored by Biontech and Pfizer. Festivals, football, the great outdoors. Some people say fall is the best time of year. May also be a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Sponsored by Biontech and Pfizer. Only NRA with fan traffic.
Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald if I, don't, if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> hey. I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, You're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a, Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look, and you can't shave it all the way. No, you I, can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like that makes you. Yeah, but don't you just stop? What it am now. I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like I just. You have that look to you. A fat white guy. There's bald. No, is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. Like every other fat soccer loving yes, guy. Good. Right I, don't, <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So, Good. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off.
Go do something. 